morning it is Glenn Clark Radio. Hi, I'm Glenn Clark. He is Griffin Bass. Lots to do on a Tuesday edition of the program. Thanks to those of you who joined us last night at uh, Glory Days Grill. I know I will not remember to thank everybody. Um, Nick and Laura Kelly, thank you. Simon Habdemarium, thank you. Chris Vaxakis, Ivan Lutwin, Tony Iafola. Tony coming through with like a thousand pairs of socks. It's unbelievable. Met a lot of people that were um, that were helpful. Uh, I want to thank uh, the folks at uh, Target White Marsh. It's not actually easy spending $3,500 at a Target. I mean, I say it's there's more difficult things. It, it was a process that took like over two hours yesterday for us to do it. Um, thank you to uh, Caldadorio and to Suki and the entire team over there. And thank you from the bottom of my heart to every single one of you that has donated. Oh, man, I already forgot people. Mark Miller, Joe McGrain. Um, I think everybody that donated money, I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, honestly, I cannot possibly thank you enough. I have, I, I said this yesterday on social media, I always get to this point in the process and I think to myself, man, what are we going to do? Like, I don't know if we're going to have enough stuff to take, I don't know. And then we get to this point and I'm like, oh crap, we have too much stuff. Like, I genuinely don't know. How I'm getting the Cameron Lambert Foundation always graciously gives us a lot of stuffed animals to take down there, so that the folks at Helping Up Mission can have gifts to give their kids, and it's amazing. But I've got you know nine bags of stuffed animals, and I have one small car. I'm like, right? I don't know how I'm going to get this stuff there. I have no idea. I mean, we'll figure it out. I promise you, it'll be solved. If you can help, if you've got a, a truck, if you got an empty car, if you got some time either this afternoon or tomorrow that be willing to make a drive for me, it's one very simple drive. Um, Please hit me up uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or, or somewhere. Just let me know. I don't need, I really don't need like a, last year we needed um, a giant trailer. We don't need that. I need a car would be enough um, to help us get stuff down to the Helping Up Mission. So if you've got uh, a car and you've got uh, 30 minutes, I would be very appreciative of your ability to help us out. I would be grateful that you would be able to do that for us. So hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or GlennClarkRadio at gmail.com. But thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I know I still had a few people that were like, hey, could you use a little bit more? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you can't get it to me uh, in time for us to take it down tomorrow, they always have toiletry and underwear needs. Those are two things they always need at Helping Up Mission. So um, I'm down there the first Sunday of every month. Let me know. We'll com we'll communicate. We'll coordinate. We'll get it uh, together. And absolutely is the answer. Absolutely could still use some help, um, whether it be monetary or donation items or whatever it is. Absolutely could still use that help. Thank you so much. And a huge shout-out to uh, Tim Diggs and the staff at Glory Days Grill Towson, Liz and their crew hanging out with us last night. Uh, Liz, who works at Glory Days Grill Towson, had never had a Honey Old Bay Wings. So we changed that last evening. And I'm glad that is a uh, monumental moment in everyone's life. And the Honey Old Bay Wings at Glory Days Grill are delicious. So stop by Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. Of course, try all of the great items on the Comfort Classic menu as well, including the Twisted Ribs and Wings combo. Appreciate Glory Days Grill being a part of what we do, and they've been a part for a long time of what it is that we've done to lift up Helping Up Mission, and I can't thank them enough. 
All right, coming up in a few minutes, uh, Jonah Schaefer covers the Ravens, the Baltimore Sun. Later on this hour, Jordan Moore, wide receiver for Duke, uh, but a former Loyola Don, Sykesville native. He's getting ready for the Military Bowl next week in Annapolis. We'll catch up with him. He had a great season this year. Uh, Patrick Stevens joins us as he does every Tuesday. We'll preview Waiver Wire Wednesday, which is now irrelevant for your pal. That old late Tyler Higby touchdown. Dagger in the heart. Probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. I think I would have needed no Tyler Higby touchdown there, and then I think I would have needed Christian Watson to have been aware that Aaron Rodgers wanted to throw him the ball at the end of the game. And I think I needed one more passing touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. I believe if I had gotten no Tyler Higby touchdown, one more passing touchdown for Aaron Rodgers, your pal would have been moving on, but that's not the case. The season is over for your boy. It was a bad year fantasy-wise. Thankfully, I'm still very good at all the real sports. And, um, you know, I have so many other things going for me in my life, like my incredible good looks and my uh, rapier's wit. You know, I got so much happening for me in my life. I don't have to worry about my struggles in the fantasy football department. Um, But, yes, Joe Serpico will join us before the end of the program today as well. As far as uh, yesterday goes, the Orioles bring back Michael Givens. I know that there are things about Michael Givens that make him an unpopular person. And it's a very difficult conversation to have because I can't pretend to know all of the details. Um, I know there was an allegation made a few years back that Michael Givens um, denied and... I don't know anything more from there. And I'm uncomfortable saying a lot about it because I, admittedly, with Michael Givens being gone, I stopped following it. I didn't dive too much further into it. If I will say what I think is appropriate to say in these moments, if there's any real possibility that Michael Givens abused his ex wife, It's shameful that he would be employed by the Baltimore Orioles. Shameful. Drew and I were talking hypothetically. Drew brought up last night, like, and what if the Orioles could have Trevor Bauer for cheap? Said, nah, nah, not a chance. Not for me. I would never sign off on it. Never. And that's, you know, a lot of gray area there too, right? There's a lot of... You know, the courts did not find there to be a, a crime to even pursue in the Trevor Bauer situation. But I'm not going to look at those pictures and think that it's okay to sign Trevor Bauer. I'm not going to do it. So I'm I'm uncomfortable with the Michael Givens thing. If I attempted to discuss it without looking through that lens, if I attempted to say, hey, from a baseball standpoint, does it make sense? I know that a lot of people hadn't talked about the Orioles' bullpen, but Stan and I just had this conversation on Friday. The bullpen started to fall apart at the end of the year. They only had a few arms that they actually trusted. The The reality is if they can add another starting pitcher, and Lord knows if they'll add another starting pitcher, they'll probably have somebody from this mix that will be able to go into the bullpen instead and be a helpful piece next year. But I can get from a baseball standpoint the argument of they needed another arm that they could put in their A bullpen. I'm not 
I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that answer being Michael Givens. And that's that has nothing to do with baseball. It has to do with an allegation that was made against him a couple years ago. And I get it. I don't know. And the court system is the court system, and nothing happened there. And so I, it is, mm, it is tough. It is really icky whenever we have these conversations. I don't, I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know is the ultimate answer to it. But Michael Givens will be an Oriole this season. That's the part we do know about. And we still wait to see if there's a move of substance to be made by the birds. And obviously there's less and less. Nathan Evaldi is still out there. So, you know, who knows? Um, as far as John Harbaugh's press conference was concerned yesterday, and we will talk about it with Jonas Schaefer here in just a second. Um, I, I guess there's it's a twofold thing. One... I told you I didn't expect it, even though I thought that Saturday was a fireable offense, I didn't expect it to happen. So, no, I'm not remotely surprised. And if you're not going to fire your offensive coordinator, I'm not sure what it is that you want the coach to say. I I know it might make you feel better if he undresses everyone in the building, but to what end? Like, what? Who's that good for? Does it does it give you the win back if John Harbaugh comes in and says, man, we seriously effed up? Everybody's very worked up yesterday. I'm just not sure what it is that you're worked up about. Like what what is it that you're looking for? Are you looking for him to say, This was the most embarrassing display of football ever, and all these guys should be gone? I mean, I guess you probably are, but they're not going to be gone, so why? None of it bothers me. It's kind of theater at this point. I, they're not, I mean, what is he going to do? The guy that's going to be calling plays next Sunday or next Saturday, I'm going to do it all week this week. The guy that's going to be calling plays next Saturday, John Harbaugh is supposed to walk in and say, that's the worst play caller in the history of football. You guys are right. Either they're going to move on or they're not. They decided not to move on. So what? I don't know what you think he should do now. I don't know why you're so worked up about it. I think what you're really worked up about is that the Ravens lost. I think that's what it is. The city never handled it well. It's the nice thing about how much the Ravens win is that when they lose, it's panic time. Everyone loses their mind. Today's show is also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com. Save $100 when you order your Ginsu Kamado Grill. Stop by the game day firehouse this Saturday before the game, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Register to win your own as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. Our friend Jonas Schaefer is back with us here on GCR. He, of course, covers the Baltimore Ravens for the Baltimore Sun. Jonas, I hear you're a little under the weather, man. I'm sorry to hear it. I hope you're feeling better and appreciate you taking the time. All good, man. Just woke up with a headache yesterday. I'm back to 100%. No worries. Right. Not right. on the injury report. No, you don't, we, don't need, we will not find you listed. If, if yesterday, what would you have listed yourself as? Uh, limited, 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 and you know what? I think that's fair. I think, and and would you have been questionable for Saturday? Uh, 
I think I probably wouldn't show up on the entry report. Ooh, but I'm just built ooh look at you. Bold, bold, Jonas Schaefer. I appreciate you, man. Uh, good to talk to you. I don't know what to say that, about a, a, f- a freaking press conference, man. It's theater most of the time, right? Like, it seems like this entire fan base is worked up. I don't know. I, I get it. They all wanted John Harbaugh to walk to the podium and say Greg Roman was fired. I understand that. Um, but when that once that wasn't going to happen, I'm not really sure what there is to say at that point. Could could there be more acknowledgement? Like I I thought it was, I thought it was soft. John Harbaugh saying, "Yeah, I guess we could have run in the fourth quarter," but I I don't know what's going to make you feel better if he says, "Yeah, we really screwed that up," which I think most of us know is exactly what occurred in when they got the ball back with ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I I keep coming back to the word culture, Glenn. You know. You are not going to go up there and take a big old dump over your coordinator or your coaches for the same reason that you're not going to fire your coordinator or your coaches for failing with a backup quarterback and an extremely limited wide receiver core because you are trying to create a culture and an environment that fosters winning, productivity, teamwork, and you know what you do is a reflection on yourself, and that reflects back on the entire NFL and everyone who has ever considered working with you, will ever consider working with you, will ever consider signing with you. So I agree with you. I mean, you know, people look at these press conferences and pretty alarmingly high numbers and just don't grasp that uh, nothing of significance really ever comes out of them aside from maybe John explaining that someone's going to be out for a little while or, uh, you know, saying that somebody's, messed up on a certain play or that someone on, on another team is really good or not good. I mean, there's very little headline value that comes out of these press conferences. So if you haven't learned that lesson by now, then shame on you. Jo- Jonas, admittedly, I said, I used the word non-zero. Like I didn't expect the Ravens to move on from Greg Roman, but I, I do think that was the low point. Like what happened in the fourth quarter on Sunday in a game that was still winnable despite everything and, and just utterly abandoning the thing that worked was I thought a low point for someone who frankly as I've pointed out many times has been very successful results wise as a coordinator and I said look you know having been through this and and knowing that these moves are made I'm going to say I think it's a non-zero but I didn't expect it to happen um, what do you make of of the idea of insulating do you get the sense that it's more hey we're going to have to run this guy we don't have the horses to do something else that we, we can't run another system at this point. So if we're going to run this guy's system, it might as well be this guy calling the plays. Um, do you, what, I guess just what do you make of the decision to not try to do something abrupt after what really did come off as a pretty low moment? Yeah, I think when you look back at the last tectonic shift in this offense, it was obviously when they went from Joe Flacco to Lamar in 2018. And that, at that point, they had the advantage of a bye week. They, they knew that Joe was banged up. They knew what they had in Lamar. They had someone in Greg Roman who, even though he was an offensive coordinator at that point, was still heavily involved in the run game and could, you know, use those couple of weeks uh, that they had basically to themselves to get things set up for Lamar. And here, uh, I don't want to say they wasted their bye week because obviously they have made improvements on defense and things like that. But that time for a 
wholesale shift, right. the wholesale change has, I think, slipped by. I mean, at this point, you're not going to be able to, you know, change up the playbook. You could, you could obviously condense it. You could limit it to a certain number of plays to maybe make things easier on the wide receivers or the tight ends who sometimes don't know, who, do, who, who don't look like they know what, where they should be all the time. But to change something as structural as the language, um, you know, that is again relating to uh, just, you know, certain players not knowing where to be, then that's not something you can change in season amid all the meetings and practices and workouts that these players are obligated to attend and, and execute and stuff like that. So I agree. I, mean, I think that this is just a situation where the Ravens have to live or die with, with Greg Roman. And I know that it's a frightening prospect for <laughs> a lot of fans, but as you pointed out, Glenn, I mean, you know, whenever G Rose tenure here ends, whether it's in a, a couple of weeks or a couple of years, he's going to be probably just in terms of results, the most successful Ravens offensive coordinator, at least in the regular season, uh, maybe in their franchise history. And obviously that, that assertion is inextricable from the fact that he's had Lamar Jackson and sure. a couple incredible young talents, uh, but it still doesn't detract from what he's done and what he could do. I mean, you know, despite everything that's happened this season, uh, the metrics like this offense just because of what they were able to do against really good defenses and, Maybe they'll be able to turn things around and get uh, on just enough big runs, just enough big plays, just enough timely scrambles for Lamar to beat whatever heavyweight it is that they are likely to face in the postseason. Jonas Schaefer is with us here on GCR. Jonas, it's so funny you bring that up because I keep saying that, like, I, I keep thinking about the future of this franchise and what's likely, and I still have to, to jump back in and say, but I can't tell you it's impossible. Like, it's just not impossible. That you know, they obviously are a far different team running the ball when Ronnie Stanley's on the field, and and certainly, you know, there is the possibility that J.K. Dobbins could still find that gear that's been missing these last couple of weeks and break off these you know home runs. And then if you add in Lamar Jackson, I, I'm not, I don't think it's likely. I wouldn't be betting on the Ravens making some sort of significant run, but I can't ignore the fact that it's still possible that that could occur down the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, they scored 27 points against the Jaguars. Uh, you know, the Cowboys obviously finished with, with a 34 uh, yesterday, so about a touchdown difference. But, this, you know, that's the Ravens were, what, like one or two plays away from, from equaling the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have one of the NFL's best, best offenses at this point, mm-hmm. you know, even though they're, they're a little banged up. I mean, to your point about J.K., Yes, they would love to have that gear back. But, you know, looking at the NFL's next-gen stats page, I think last week, uh, so the Pittsburgh game, he was like third in rush yards over expectation among qualified running backs. This week, despite, again, having one or two runs where you're like, oh, man, if this was the old JK, just imagine. He was still number one among all running backs in rush yards over expectation. He was basically averaging – like five yards more per carry than the models and the metrics suggested someone facing the kind of boxes he was getting the kind of blocking that he was getting, uh, you know, would do. So I think the Ravens are still very fortunate to have someone like JK, even if he's in a somewhat diminished, not quite at full strength feet. And, you know, Tyler Huntley is not Lamar Jackson. And if Lamar comes back today, if that puts him on track to play Sunday, mm-hmm 
they will be in better shape because Tyler Huntley is just making dumb reads. He's making bad throws. I mean, there, there was a, a play against, I think, Pittsburgh, Glenn. I think it was maybe like the first or second drive. Uh, Mark Andrews, you know, aligned to the left side uh, in a wide split. And the cornerback against him lines up with inside leverage. So he's basically saying, I'm not going to let you run anything that's in breaking. And Mark Andrews route on that play is like a quick hitter in breaker. So he's running like a, a slant or a short dig or something. That's Tyler Huntley's first read on the play. And he still throws it yeah. to Mark Andrews. Yeah. who's being covered by a guy who's playing him and he's not pressured, but it's just kind of a point and shoot situation where he expects him to be open. And, um, you know, if you remember that, that, uh, that kind of lofted ball to Mark Andrews that maybe he should have had, that was kind of knocked down against Cleveland in the second quarter on Saturday. Like he's wide open on that play. You know, Patrick Ricard is wide open in the flat. Josh uh, Oliver is leaking out after, uh, you know, blocking the, the defensive end. He's extremely wide open. You know, if you throw it to him over the middle, it's probably like a five yard, five yard pass that turns into a, 20-yard catch and run, and instead they end up with, you know, an incomplete on, on first and 10 off a nice play-action pass. So um, there are things that with Lamar you would expect some positive regression. And again, with just how incredibly well this run game is working right now, maybe that's enough with good special teams and good defense to beat someone. Jonas, to your point about Tyler Huntley, I agree. I mean, I, I know that he's a backup quarterback in the NFL, but even by that standard, I thought he played poorly. I mean, like, truly poorly on Saturday. Is there a world in which if Lamar is not back on Saturday, the Ravens have to think about having a shorter leash for Tyler Huntley? Like, I, I have no idea if Anthony Brown can even play at a poor level in the NFL because we just haven't seen it. But, I mean, this was – what you're talking about, it was bad. I mean, it was flat bad what we saw from Tyler Huntley. Yeah, you know, I don't know because I don't know how much – respect defenses will give to Anthony Brown as a runner. Um, I mean, the, the incredible thing about how well this Ravens offense is cooking is, is that they are doing without the gravitational pull that Lamar does have on run defenses. I mean, you know, I was just looking at some of the stats last night. So right now when Huntley's been on the field, they're averaging five yards per carry and 0.18 EPA per rush. Uh, but NFL leaders in those categories are the Chicago, Chicago Bears in 5.4 yards per carry and the Philly Eagles in 0.14 EPA per rush. So that just gives you a sense of just how unbelievably proficient this rushing offense has been. And you look back at that uh, like 50-ish yard run from JK against Pittsburgh. If you look at the safety, who's, you know, I think, I think ultimately tracks JK down, he has to have a longer route to, you know, track down JK because he is buying Tyler Huntley running with the ball outside sure. on that stage. And I just don't know with Anthony Brown, who was a good runner at Oregon. I think he had like 500 yards rushing, um, you know, sells that as well as Tyler Huntley does, who, you know, I think, but did, did you see the, the quote from Miles Garrett about just like what Tyler Huntley is like a chicken cooking, like uh, covered in grease, something like that. He, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of respect for, for Tyler Huntley's running ability, even though he is obviously not Lamar Jackson. So, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Tyler Huntley has a track record of success. Anthony Brown does not. Anthony Brown is an undrafted rookie. Tyler Huntley's been through these December wars and uh, probably has a better idea of what, what's to come. But, I mean, if he throws a couple picks and uh, the running game 
is, is broken on a day like Saturday against uh, against Atlanta for whatever reason, then you know maybe at that point you have no recourse but to change to someone like Anthony Brown. At Jonas underscore Schaefer, of course, is how you follow him on Twitter. The Baltimore Sun, BaltimoreSun.com is where you see his stuff. Truly a gamer, my friend. This was this was your flu game. I mean, this was Michael Jordan in Utah, the performance that you delivered I'm today. Good, so, hey, buddy, appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time, as always. Happy holidays, my friend. It's... Thanks, Glenn. You too. All the best to your fam. Thanks, buddy. You too. That's Jonas Schaefer with us here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time for us, as always. Of course, covers the Ravens. For the Baltimore Sun, um, and I, I, I tend to agree with him. Like we talked about that scenario. I'm still, yeah. If it's that bad, Jonas's point. If it's that bad, I, I would at least have to think about it. I would at least have to consider the possibility of going a different route. It was bad. I mean, really bad. Pressboxonline.com/offers is the website for you to sign up for all of the best offers for sports betting. Great incentives available now. Here in the state of Maryland, including $200 in free bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM. Time's limited to get these best offers. Go to PressBoxOnline.com offers to sign up today. All right, let's uh, switch gears a little bit here on a Tuesday morning. We will talk some more Ravens as the show continues. But next week here in Annapolis, big major event, I guess the last major event of the calendar year here in the state of Maryland is the Military Bowl. Wednesday at 2 o'clock, UCF and Duke joining us now, a man who will be coming home to play in the Military Bowl. He is Duke wide receiver and Loyola Blakefield alum, Sykesville native, joining us on GCRs. Jordan Moore, Jordan, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely, dude. Um, I'm guessing that maybe like getting the announcement that you're going to Annapolis for your bowl game probably isn't for the the, the greater part of the locker room the most exciting scenario that they could have imagined. I imagine there are guys who are like, "Wow, not quite the same as Miami or Phoenix or something like that." But I'm guessing you maybe were a bit more excited than a lot of your teammates were when you found out about this. Oh, yes, I was definitely excited when we got the call that we were going to go to the military bowl because it felt like I was going to go back home. And now that that the location's in Maryland, um, I have a lot of family and friends that are coming to support, and that's, it should be a good time. And I can show all my friends and teammates uh, what it's like to live in Maryland, the place to go. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Have, have you been do, Have you been playing the role of like salesman in the locker room? Like, guys, no, seriously, this is we're gonna get some crab cakes. Like, trip's gonna be great. You have no idea what this is gonna be as exciting as as going anywhere. <laughs> yes, sir. I've definitely uh, told them about the famous crab cakes, and I invited whoever wants to come to my house for Christmas can come. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Has, have have guys taken you up on it? Uh, some of my friends have, but we have a dinner a Christmas night, so I'm not sure how. Okay. How to but the invitation is always open. That's really cool, man. Jordan Moore with us. Of course, Loyola Blakefield alum. Jordan, take me back, man. Take me back growing up. When did you know? Like, when did it stick out to you? One, I guess, one, was it always football? And when did you know, like, hey, man, this this could be something that might be able to do a little bit longer than everybody else? Yeah, so I grew I grew up in California, so we I watched Damian Thompson. That was my favorite football player. And ever since I was, like, really young, since I can remember, I wanted to play in front of a lot of people at the power five level. And so I started playing when I was five 
and played played flags and played tackle. And then when I got to high school, my freshman year I played a little bit on the varsity level, and then my sophomore year I had a pretty good year. And, so, and then the sophomore summer, I began getting offers, and I was like, "Wow, this is like this is like really happening." So we so after my junior year, I had about twenty twenty two offers, and I decided to commit to Duke. And it's always just been a dream come true. And I would I would give a lot of the credit to my parents because they raised me with a mindset that I can really do anything that I put my mind to. And whenever I would come to them with a, a goal or something that I wanted to do, it was never it was never that I couldn't do it. It was how are we gonna get you to do it? So I really credit my parents a lot for instilling a mindset that I can that I'm basically limitless and that's I think what's carried me a long way. So take me back to, like, how did you end up here from California? How old were you, and what was the story? How did you end up coming to the state of Maryland? We came to, the, we came to Maryland when I was in preschool and because my dad was in the military, so he got stationed got in it. Maryland. Got it. Yes, sir. So maybe the military so my, bowl might even mean a little bit more to you than on top of it, right? <laughs> yes, sir. That's but cool. my whole family lives I mean that's 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 really cool. Jordan Moore is with us here on GCR. Jordan, I, the the question of why Duke, you know, of course, you know, there's a lot of people around here that don't exactly love Duke. Now that's far more a basketball thing than it is a football thing. But why Duke? You, I'm I'm imagining one. You got to be pretty freaking smart um, to end up at a place like that. But when you have all these offers, tell me about why it was that Duke was the place for you. I feel like Duke was the place for me because, like I said before, I want to play football at the highest level. And I feel like the ACC is great competition. But al- along with that, uh, my parents instilled um, education into our family ever since I was young. So I wasn't going to go to school that wasn't have, they didn't have a top tier education. And I felt like Duke was a blend of both. And I made a 40-year decision rather than a four-year decision because Duke is a global brand that's known everywhere. So I feel like I made a decision for the betterment of my future. Have you, I mean, obviously you're trending right now in a way that football could very much be a part of your future for a long time, but do you have goals in mind that, that if either if it ends up not being or whenever it ends up not being part of your future, do you have some other goals in mind that, that Duke is helping you towards? Yeah, so they have built a lot of connections here, and um, after football I would probably want to do something in the business field, okay. but I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure the specifics on it, but that's something I'm very interested in. That's awesome, man. I saw that you were the recipient of the Franklin D. Watkins Award, which is obviously a significant award uh, as the nation's top African-American high school scholar athlete. Um, what what did that mean to you? Was that maybe almost as important as anything you've accomplished football-wise? I, think I, I would say I'm very, I was very humbled to receive that award. Um, I know there are so many African-American men who – our scholar athletes that are doing great things in the nation right now. And I was very humbled that I was the one who was selected the winner, but I can't, I can't help but think about all the other African Americans that are um, using their platform to uplift little kids that look like us to uh, achieve their goals as well. That's awesome, man. That's an incredible thing. I, I, I kudos to you for, um, for doing that and for lifting up an entire community. That's a, it's amazing. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. The the position thing, right? Tell me a little bit about that. A quarterback, wide receiver. Uh, are we going to see you maybe playing like slot linebacker? Are we going to see you maybe doing some holding in the military bowl? Tell me about how all that came about. 
Well, I came in to Duke as a quarterback. Well, let me back up. High school, I played mostly quarterback. I played receiver my freshman year. And then I came into Duke. I got recruited as a quarterback and played one year here at quarterback. And then fall camp, I got moved to receiver. But um, my my I, I just look at myself as a football player, and, and I want to impact the field in any way I can. So when I got moved to receiver, I just took the – uh, made the most of it and just try to run with my opportunity. I feel like that's an understatement, right? <laughs> like you go from not playing the position to 57 catches, 643 yards, and five touchdowns. That's pretty notable. Was it was it as seamless as it feels like it was for you? Were there moments for you where you know maybe it, it wasn't as perfect, and you're glad that like nobody sees those things? Well, I mean, I was. It definitely wasn't as seamless as people think, but um. I wouldn't say I was glad that people didn't see the struggle because I, I don't think anything good can come without struggle. So I, I remember, uh, well, I would like to credit all my the receivers in the room that helped me specifically after practice every day, working on route running and timing. And I would credit all my coaches as well. And also the defensive back, because we stayed back every day after practice, working press releases, working routes. So I feel like, Toward the end of the season, I really felt like I was coming on, becoming more comfortable in the position. But I really credit to my teammates who would take the time after practice to help me get better. That's awesome, man. Are are you are you committed now? Like, do you have the feeling of I am a wide receiver, or you know, is there still a party that says, "Boy, I wouldn't mind it if before I wrapped up, I got a chance to maybe show everybody again what I could do at the quarterback position." No, I'm I'm 100% in on wide receiver. I mean, it seems like there's a serious path perhaps for you at this point. It seems like this could be – do you start to feel that? Like this ultimately could end up being your ticket to playing on Sundays. Yes, sir. That's, I mean, that's my goal to play on Sundays. And whatever's going to take me there, I'm going to take it and run with it. Um, there happens to be a team in Baltimore that could still use a lot of wide receivers. Um, you know, nothing's really <laughs> changed over the years. So might be something that we'd be monitoring over the course of the next couple of years because that would be – you think this is a cool homecoming. That would be an even more amazing homecoming if it were to play out that way. Jordan Moore is with us. Just another couple of minutes here on GCR. J- Jordan, with that in mind, did, did you grow up a Ravens fan or were you still rooting for the Chargers or somebody like that from when you were you know little and being in California? I, I grew up a Chargers fan for most of my life. And then when Lamar Jackson came to Baltimore, that's when I really started watching the Ravens. I mean, I mean, dude, (laughs) how could you not have that guy playing right down the street from you and be like, "Ah, I want to, I want to watch that guy. I want to be in on it, man. It is, it is absolutely a joy, huh? Yes, sir. I mean, he's the most electric player I've ever seen play. So uh, just having him like so close, where we can watch them every Sunday, that that was something that was really cool. Did you ever get an opportunity to play in Annapolis before? I mean, obviously, you know, you guys, I, I'm trying to think of the math. I know the, the, the MIAA championships are there, but I can't, you guys weren't in any of those at any point, were you? No, sir, I don't think I've ever played in, no, I don't think I've ever played in a Navy Stadium. So this will be cool. This will be the opportunity to, to play somewhere, obviously, a, a, a big place that uh, is back home. That'll be a really cool storyline. Um, You guys... How how disheartening was it? Were you able to watch on Thanksgiving? And how disheartening was it when it looked like the Dons had a chance to make it back-to-back in the Turkey Bowl? Oh, yeah, that definitely was uh, disheartening. I, we were at practice. So I didn't even know what was going on until I saw the score. And then I, uh, I actually drove back home for Thanksgiving after practice for like a day. And it kind of, it kind of hurt a little bit 
but the the Layla program is really on the come up. Um, they've done a lot. They've got a lot of kids that are going D1 now. So, I mean, looking at the positive side of it, um, the program is improving, and Coach Zayu is helping kids get reach their goals and go to play at college at the next level. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Jordan, before I let you go, how, how do you, again, as somebody who spent most of your upbringing in Baltimore, is there a way that you find this place that's molded you and that you carry with you as you now play at the next level and look to move on, obviously, to the level beyond that? Yes, I, w- I would say that that living here, living in Maryland, really, like most of my life, is really the uh, moments that kind of shaped me. And I would say the high, the high school that I went to, Loyola Blakefield, was definitely one of the biggest factors uh, or the biggest contributing factors to my development as a man. And I, I owe a lot of credit to Loyola Blakefield, uh, President Anthony Day, and Coach Zayu for, for uh, bringing me in as an eighth grader and, like, helping me achieve my dream of playing at the Division One level. And they had the whole school, ever since I got there, was nothing but supportive, so I, I can really never thank them enough. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. All right, uh, he is a gentleman and a scholar, and if you don't believe me, check his Instagram page right now. <laughs> at J-O-M-O underscore underscore 05 is how you can follow him there. And on Twitter, it's at jmore2021, correct? Yes, sir. Hey, Jordan Moore, congratulations on a massive season. We can't wait to see what's next. Uh, for you as you continue along this path and we'll dream of maybe there being a day where Jordan Moore is lining up in purple in Baltimore. That would be really cool. Looking forward to seeing you back here for the Military Bowl next Wednesday. Thank you for taking the time. Very happy holiday to you and your family. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Have a good holiday season and I appreciate you bringing me on for the call. Absolutely, man. Jordan Moore, uh, loyal Don and Sykesville native. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Baltimore County Police Department still collecting non-perishable food items and unwrapped toys. Stop by any of the Baltimore County Police Department precincts this week, and you can drop them off through Friday to help those in need in the community this holiday season. We appreciate the support. And, of course, join BaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website to find out more. If you're thinking about a career change, know someone who's trying to get their feet off the ground. $10,000 signing bonus, very competitive salaries with the Baltimore County Police Department. Patrick Stevens joins us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is 
really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, Keep listening to this show, too. All right, back in here on GCR. Of course, if you are still looking for a simple holiday meal, and this goes through to, say, New Year's Eve, if you're already thinking about that, I, I've told the story a few times. My cousin Justin one time, one of the more miraculous things he did, he took Chick-fil-A nuggets and paired them with mini Eggo waffles, and we had, like, a chicken and a waffle bit on New Year's Eve. It was incredible. If you're looking for that simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options. Size perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app. Bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. It is Tuesday. Every Tuesday we talk college sports with our friend from the Washington Post. You follow him on Twitter at DiscourseD1Scourse. He is our buddy Patrick Stevens, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Patrick, good morning, my friend. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for taking the time for us as always. And happy holidays to you, Glenn. Glad to be here. Um, I don't know what we make. You know, I, I think there. It's easy to say, and I know that Kevin Willard said afterwards. Look, sometimes you get your butt kicked. That's the way that that sports work. Um, I think the question, particularly for this Maryland team, is more: was was this kind of inevitable? Were they swimming ab- above their height for a little while, and this was going to end up happening, or was this really just? one game on one night against an opponent that happened to have your numbers significantly? It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, mean, let's face it. Like, if if we went back to the start of the season and, you know, said, well, if this team was 8-3 and Ah. in mid-December, what would you think of it? And you would have said that was pretty good. No question. Right? Like, you would would have sized that up and said that that you had games against two of St. Louis, Miami, and Providence, 
a game against Louisville, not realizing that Louisville was going to be as bad as it is. And then Illinois, Wisconsin, Tennessee, and UCLA. And so that would have been seven games between that group of teams. So you're telling me that they would have gone four and three in those games? I think you would have been pretty happy with that, all things considered. So I think for people that got their hopes up, um, last Wednesday was kind of a sobering moment. Uh, I should also point out UCLA played really, really well. No question. And then they went up to the go- and then they went up to the Garden and played really, really well again against Kentucky. Uh, so, you know, losing by a lot to that team. I mean, I don't think anybody would have thought that Maryland was going to be on UCLA's level when the season started. So, uh, to come away with that result, obviously disheartening. Uh, but I, I, I don't find myself really with a vastly different opinion of Maryland. But I mean, you know me, like I, I'm more inclined yep. to make make a change of opinion much slower than than a lot of people. I mean, they're probably a little bit better overall in aggregate than I thought they were going to be at this point. And, and getting whipped by UCLA doesn't really change that. Any. And, and uh, I, but I, I also, agree. but I also think that that to your point that having games like that, you know, there are probably going to be a few of them sprinkled in over the course of the season. That Tennessee game looked like it was headed in that direction. So maybe if you want to sit there and be a little worried about that, that's okay. But you're also talking about having that happen against, you know, two top 10 teams. And, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody really thought Maryland was, was going to be a top 10 team this year. The, the slow starts in particular, um, I, I feel like there's enough there that this is this is a trend. This is a real issue. This isn't just, hey, it was a game or two. You know, post that trip up to the Hall of Fame event, it seems like that's a real thing. Well, it, it, it certainly feels like that's one thing that hasn't changed, right? Year over year. That's fair. It's fair. Tenure over tenure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's almost kind of a running joke in some ways. Oops, slow start here. Uh I, I, in that sense, I'm willing just to flush the UCLA game and go, okay, no, if you want to sit there and say there's nothing in the tank, that's a good excuse for that. Uh, I, I will also point out that they just went and played three really good defensive teams in a row. I mean, if we're sitting here like lining up what, uh, what those teams are, Wisconsin's 16th in Ken Palm, Tennessee's first, and UCLA's 11th. So, in terms of not being able to get started, and in the case of the UCLA game, not being able to get going at all, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that those teams are really, really good on defense, and Maryland isn't quite good enough on offense, and not as good as I think they illustrated earlier in the season. I mean, frankly, I feel like it's kind of evened itself out here a little bit, uh, that Maryland's probably going to be a better defensive team when all things are said and done, rather than an offensive team. And some of that is a function of, you know, there, there's limitations in the post, especially if Julian Reese gets in foul trouble. And some of it's a function of you're going to find yourself in a few of those rock fights when you get into Big Ten play. Yes, uh, yeah. So I do, think, I do think that's something that has leveled and evened itself back. He is Patrick Stevens. He's with us here on GCR. Patrick, they come out of this stretch, right? And, you know, you, you get a little bit of a break. And then you see a St. Peter's team that – I, I, I don't know. Um, it is probably a little bit more difficult than the game that you would want to be playing at this point after going through a stretch like this. But what is St. Peter's now removed from the magic of the run with Shaheen Holloway at the helm last year? Well, there's not a whole lot left, 
frankly, from, from that team. Uh, there are some familiar names locally. You know, Carl, Car, Kyle Cardasi, the former Coppin State guard, um, is playing for them this year. Uh, another name uh, that is uh, somewhat local, Jaden Sadler. The Sadler brothers have all come through Aberdeen High. He played the last yep. four years at Southern uh, and is playing as a grad transfer because St. Peter's uh, hired away one of Southern's assistants. Isn't, isn't one uh, of the Sadlers at, on staff at Maryland now? Yeah, I mean they're they're everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a there's the, and they were all really really good players. There's three of them, um, as, if I recall their number right. There t- might have yeah. been a fourth that I t- Tavon Tavon Sadler is at Maryland now. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, Tavon Devon, I believe, and then Jaden, yes. I believe, are the are the, are the Sadler brothers. But in any case, they were all really good players. No doubt. Uh, Saint Saint Pete's, you know, they're not off to a great start. Uh, not shocking given. Uh, how much turnover that they've had. Uh, you know, they are coming off back-to-back victories. They picked off Quinnipiac at home uh, to get on the board in conference play. Uh, they beat a Hartford team that's really kind of a, a shell of a Division One program at this point, given everything that's happened up there. Uh, so they come in at, at 6-5. and five. They're 1-2 and two in the Metro Atlantic. Uh, this is not the same St. Peter's team as last year. It doesn't have the same coach. It, the, the players have pretty much all... Uh, I shouldn't say all, but most of the players have kind of scattered to the wind here. Uh, so it's not the same team. But that doesn't mean that that's not an interesting spot to try to catch somebody. You know, coming out of exams uh, and a St. Pete's team that will have played, you know, on a somewhat regular schedule. They'll have just played, su- they'll go Sunday, Thursday, whereas Maryland will have gone eight days between games. So uh, certainly a chance that, that the Peacocks can make things interesting. Also a chance that Hakeem Hart can have another career day against them like he did a couple of years ago. I think he had uh, 29 or 31 or something like that uh, against St. Pete's during the, during the pandemic season. I'm bringing that box score up now just to remind myself. It was 32. I'm, I'm cheating right. him a little I do, bit. I do vaguely so, remember that now, yeah. So He had 32 points. That was like one of those three in the afternoon games or something like that that got, kept getting scheduled that year just to sort of fill television time. So... Uh, so I, I, you know, I think St. Pete's is a team that uh, is better, obviously, uh, than, than maybe what you would necessarily want to see in that spot. But I also don't think this is the same sort of team uh, that we saw in March last year. Uh, the game after that, and we'll talk about it next week, I think that on the local front, the, high, the headline is probably UMBC, who's now won six straight. And I know the game at Loyola wasn't necessarily pretty down the stretch, but they're getting the job done. They're maybe even mixing in a little bit of defense in the process. Uh, I don't. Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe. Um, there's still. Uh, there's still a team that's among the ten worst at defending the three nationally. Okay. So that's that's a little bit of a concern. But if you get the version of Maryland that goes out and, and shoots, you know, two of twenty-four from three, who knows, right? Uh, and so UMBC, when you size them up, you take away, you know, those for that first week of the season where they got they got beat. At Tulane by 22, and they had a clunker against Princeton. And since then, they started to play pretty well. They almost got UNC Greensboro down in Greensboro. They they lost 79-70 to Georgetown. They scored on Georgetown like everybody did. And, and since then, since since the 30th of November, they've ripped off like you said six in a row. Uh, handled Loyola and William and Mary in the past week, and now they get 11 days off to get ready for Maryland before diving into conference play. So. Uh, you, you look at them, and, and there's a there's a lot to like about that offense. Uh, they got 19 from Jacob Bunyasith the other day against William and Mary. 
14 from Colton Lawrence and 12 from Deion Brown, the freshman off the bench. Uh, so, you know, if he's going to be a factor for them moving forward, and, and that was only, you know, the last week was the basically the, the first time that he's played extensively for them. He hadn't played until the Morgan State game and then had 21 against Loyola and 12 against William & Mary. Uh, so that is an interesting uh, variable for the retrievers at this point, to, to have a, a freshman that's suddenly making them deeper and making them even more dangerous on offense. So that's another one of those calendar spots. You think about spots that you want to catch somebody, right? Like you can catch somebody in an opener when they don't know who you got. You can catch somebody after finals. You can catch somebody right right around Christmas, right after sure. Christmas. Uh, those are those are ideal spots to try to do it. And so, you know, if you're UMBC, you got to feel like this is as good a chance as any as you are you're going to get uh, to pick off Maryland, uh, especially since it looks like you guys offensively are going to be able uh, to keep pace with just about anybody. I think defensively is a fair question, uh, but when you look at what they've done, I mean, they have been over 70 points in in all but two games this season. Uh, and over 70 points in, in in 11 consecutive games. So that that stands out as something that could create some problems for the Terps. And and obviously um, not likely to have much energy in the building with the students not there. Just, you know, could be a unique a unique spot to try to go do something. Um, Patrick, I, I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like you and I haven't really talked about as we go to the National Front UConn much this season and just how legitimate they are at this point, obviously rising to number two this week with Virginia losing to Houston. Well, it's not like anybody's really given them a really good run at this point, right? I mean, you look at you look at their margins, and it is it is consistently a, a very large number. Uh, you look at what they did out in Portland, and they beat Oregon by 24, yeah. Alabama by 15, and Iowa State by 18. They've picked off Oklahoma State by 10, and Florida by 21. They open conference play against Butler. They're not great on offense, and they nonetheless still win by 22. So there is a lot to like about how good they are on, uh, on both ends of the floor. Sonogo in the paint is really one of the top bigs in the country. Uh, they have a lot of guys, and they, they play a fair number of guys at this point. Uh, you know, bench minutes for them on Kempom, 36%. So that's 52nd nationally, uh, which means they're basically going deep. Now, some of that is a function of they've had a lot of blowouts, so they've been able to play guys. Uh, but they are really good at both ends of the floor. And it sure looks like Dan Hurley has a team uh, that is positioned to have a really, really good run through the Big East. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to go undefeated. Uh, but I will say that if they struggle tonight against Georgetown, it might be the most surprising thing that happens all season. <laughs> right. uh, you know, yeah. so... Yeah. You know, you know they they're, they're uh, they right now. Uh, you know, there are a couple games removed from scoring a hundred. Georgetown just gave up a hundred. Uh, it would not be a surprise to see UConn flirt with a hundred points tonight in stores as they head into uh, as they head into Christmas. Interesting stretch for them coming out of Christmas, though. They get Villanova at home next week, and then they go to Xavier and to Providence. Uh, you know, a, a regional game of some note before they get struggling Creighton at home and then go to Marquette. So. A really uh, a stretch there after the holiday. Uh, I don't know if they make it through that unscathed, uh, but overall there is a lot to like about UConn and certainly impressed about as much as anybody has to this point. Anything else on the national front that's worthy of conversation today? Uh, I don't think so. I give, give some credit to Gonzaga, by the way, for 
for being able to, to get itself back on track after a few of those early sure. losses. They handled Alabama in Birmingham the other day, yep. put up 100 on the Crimson Tide. So, uh, you know, Gonzaga is back to being Gonzaga, as, as you would kind of expect. Uh, you know, another team that's worth mentioning, uh, Arizona now 10-1 and after beating Tennessee. Uh, they got Indiana a week earlier. They've got the nation's most efficient offense, according to Ken Palm. They had that one loss at Utah uh, to start the month. But a lot to like about the Wildcats, who already have won a tournament in Maui. Uh, and, and I think, you know, we'll see them. Uh, they play Morgan State on Thursday. They, the Bears go to Tucson in a game on the Pac-12 network. So, uh, you know, that's a kind of a local tie-in there uh, for, for Arizona, which which I think has impressed a great deal in the early. All right, it's time for our game. Can Patrick Stevens name the MLB players that this particular player or the MLB teams that this particular player has played for? I talk for a living, Patrick. It's it's going quite well for me, as you can tell. Um, I begin with one that was admittedly tricky for me. I don't know why I didn't remember. I, I One, I can understand why I didn't remember. I didn't remember another one at all. Um, three-time All-Star, a former Rookie of the Year, three times in the top ten of MVP voting, and a two-time Silver Slugger Award winner Four teams for Hanley Ramirez. Hanley Ramirez. Well, Hanley Ramirez was obviously, most obviously, a Marlin, right? Yes, that's where he was. All three of his All-Star seasons occurred in Florida. Okay, he was in Boston, Absolutely. Now, I I didn't remember this. Did you know he played two games of the Red Sox before he was ever a Marlin? No, I don't. I, I don't think I knew that. In 2005, he appeared in two games of the Red Sox. I don't remember what. I don't know if it was the Mike Lowell trade, maybe that sent him to. I had no idea that uh, that was the case. But yes, he did end up back in Boston as well in 2015, and I did. Though you've gotten the two that I remember. Okay. Um. Uh. Gosh. Um. You know, this is this is where you think. Okay. Marlins of that era, you know, you're getting you you, you get the the you know, who 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 went to Detroit, right? That was Miguel Cabrera. Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, um, Hanley Ramirez. I'm thinking maybe the Dodgers here. Nailed it. I do not remember it at all. But there were three seasons. Uh, Twelve. He was a trade deadline acquisition in 2012. Stayed there through 2013 and 14. I don't. I had no memory whatsoever of Hanley Ramirez. As a Dodger. And then this one, of course, being the tricky one, he finished his career with a 16-game cameo appearance somewhere in 2019. In 2019, huh? Yeah. Um, that does feel like a White Sox kind of thing to boy, have happen. Boy, that is that is not far off, my friend. Not far off. Uh, elsewhere in the division. Elsewhere in the division. Was yes. it, it wasn't Detroit, was it? It wasn't Detroit. It was Cleveland. Cleveland, he was in for Cleveland 16 huh? games in 2019, and I have no memory. I, I do not remember that at all. Not so. even a little bit. How about uh, can you do – oh, man. I'll leave that one alone. We'll go four teams for Alfonso Soriano. Alfonso Soriano, four teams. Well, the Yankees. Of course. And Washington. Yep. And the Cubs. Yep. And then the last one, I think, is a little trickier. Oh, this um, one, one I got, he was a part of a very famous trade. Oh, oh, was he, uh, was he in, was he in Texas? That's correct. He was part of the uh, A-Rod yeah. trade, of course. Uh, this is how he ended up in Texas. That's right. Well done, sir. I know there's not a lot going on the rest of the week. Uh, where will your travels take you? Uh, I'll see Coppin State twice 
this week. Uh, they host James Madison at a lovely 11 a.m. tip tomorrow uh, in West Baltimore, and then uh, catching both American against Siena and Maryland St. Peter's tomorrow, and they are on on when on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. The, the the days really oh, do yeah. kind of blend together no at question. this time of year, and no. then. And then Coppin, one of the few teams playing nationally on on uh, Friday, four o'clock tip out at George Mason. So getting two looks at Coppin, and that'll that'll bring things in for the holidays uh, before starting back up on the twenty eighth or twenty ninth. So. Perhaps getting to see the man who could end up leading the nation in scoring. I think Sam Sessoms is in the top five right now, isn't he? In, in... Top five nationally. So yeah, and they running into a George Mason team. Well, both of those teams that they'll play, George Mason has gotten itself on a roll here and won five in a row since it got back from the Paradise Jam, including a victory out in Chicago over Tulane in that event that, that Towson struggled in. Uh, meanwhile, tomorrow, James Madison coming in, a team that's coming off back-to-back 100-point games. Uh, they were up 62 points on LIU in the middle of the second half the other day. It was like 89-27 before uh, LIU rallied to get it to within 115.79 in the end. So I, I expect to see a lot of points tomorrow morning. That, that, uh, if you like good offense, that might not be a bad thing to, to try to, to, try to get a, get a look squeeze at. Squeeze in, understandably so, no doubt. All right, man, at Discourse, D1S Course is how you follow him on Twitter. Patrick Stevens, always appreciate you, my friend. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, to your family. We'll talk again next Tuesday, all right? It's... Awesome. Take care, Glenn. It's Patrick Stevens with us here on GCR as we wind down for our number one of the program. Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up with Dr. Meredith Wills. You can find that right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and pressboxonline.com slash video. All right. Uh, I have not. I apologize for this. I just realized today that yesterday I forgot to say Happy Hanukkah to all of our friends who are celebrating uh, if you are enjoying uh, some celebration this week, I uh, hope that uh, it is fun and delicious. Uh, I, if anyone wants to invite me over for brisket and latkes, I'm in. I just want that to be known. I'm down. I don't know wh- which night would work, but I'd be all in for some uh, brisket and latkes. Hope you're having a wonderful Hanukkah celebration. Uh, still to come this hour, we will uh, catch up with Joe Serpico, Press Box Fantasy Football Analyst, and well, overdue. Griffin will give us his next movie review. That's correct. What are yeah. we doing today? Old school? Old school. All right. Old today, school. Griffin will review old school. Did you decide what you're going to watch for Thursday? Uh, I think I'm going to watch do Tommy, Boy? Tommy Boy tomorrow night. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Yes. That's important. We yes. need that. Uh-huh. All right. So we'll do double movie <laughs> reviews with Griffin this week. Wow. Today. Big old, week. Yeah. Big. This is the one. Everybody's been waiting for this moment. Today we'll do old school. So that's all on the way. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. That first sip, that first bite, mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. 
Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 105.7 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, January 3rd at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill.com Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the program. Today's show also brought to you by UMBC Basketball, who we were just talking about with Patrick Stevens a minute ago. They're off until the Maryland game, and then after that, big showdown New Year's Day against Vermont. You're not going to want to miss it. Going to be an electric atmosphere at the peak. you got to be there, umbcretrievers.com, in order to get your tickets for the New Year's Day showdown. All right, you want to go out of order? You want to do a movie review now, and then we can talk to Joe uh, Serpico? Yeah, we can do it like that. Right. You think we have enough time to get in? Uh, that's going to be up to you. How much do you have to say about the old school? I guess uh, I guess we can do it now. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it Let's, now. Let's right. uh, hit, the, hit the thing. Okay. All right, hold on. I'm pulling I'm it up. Pulling it up. Pulling it up. It is time, it is time for movie reviews. Movie reviews. With Griff. With Griff. Who did that? I did that. You did that? Yeah, I went, went into a, a, a garage band and, and did I, that on I appreciate on the phone. effort you put into it. The audio. I know, yeah. I, I Hearing it now yeah, through the headphones like I, I need you to know, was I'm, not good. I'm, I'm, I'm in on the effort. We need to try it again just for the audio delivery of it, all right? But I like, trust, I, I'm, I, I want, I, this, is a, this is a compliment sandwich, right? <laughs> Great effort. Bad audio, but appreciate the work that was put in. All right? Do you hear that? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's compliment sandwich. Two compliments with a criticism. <laughs> That's the meat. 
but surrounded by two compliments. I do want you to know I like that you did it. I like the effort. Just the audio a problem. We're gonna yeah. have to do it again because of that. All right. Yeah. But it, all but right. but I understand. It was worth the shot. Yes. All right. <laughs> worth the shot. And again, I want you to do it again. Maybe have somebody else voice it. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Maybe uh maybe when Jeremy's in here on Thursday, well, he's gonna be drunk. That might not work. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, so the film that you viewed this time around was Old, old School. School. Tell yeah. me what you knew about Old School before uh, you viewed the film. Really nothing. Really nothing. Which nothing is, at all. Which is the way I like yeah, I mean I I yeah, nothing at all. I mean like I guess, you I didn't guess know, like when I clicked when I clicked it on I was know, like, Oh, Will Ferrell's in this. You didn't know who was in you had never heard of the film old school. Not really, no. This is terrifying yeah. this is the way i like to go into movies though i no, like but it's not having terrifying to me i know any... you're young what year were you born i was born in 2000 so of course you were three years old when old school was yes. released in theaters in 2003 which was joyous for all of us who went to the cinemaplex to view old school excellent length excellent length under 90 minutes that's i did that's not remember that but okay sure i believe yeah. that um well, you know, going from Avatar two to so, this. So, so when you saw it was a Will Ferrell picture, did you find yourself excited for that? Yeah, I mean, always. I, it, you know, it's Will Ferrell, and uh, I think. I, but aren't he you a big Vince Vaughn guy too? I'm a big Vince Vaughn. Did we learn so that even, about you? Yeah, yeah. So once I found out Vince Vaughn was in it, I was even more excited. Yeah. And uh, those two carried it. I was a little disappointed because it seemed like they kind of just forgot that Vince Vaughn was in the movie about halfway through. No, it they felt most like, certainly did not. Felt like he disappeared, and oh. we could have used a lot more God. of Vince Vaughn and Will God. Ferrell. He was the straight man in the film. You understand that, right? Like you understand he actually both he and Luke Wilson were straight men in the film. Um, Will Ferrell was the the comedic star of the picture. Well, yes, yeah. Whereas the the other two were there to kind of be the straight man. Luke, it's we, it's funny because Luke Wilson played the straight man, but there's also a bit of a problem with Luke Wilson's character that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. Um. And and we'll we'll his get first to night it. in the house. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big problem with his character that we're not really talking yeah. about. Yeah. Which is why. So I I feel this. It doesn't hold up quite as well as Wedding Crashers. No. No. That specific part yeah. of it in 2003 should have been more problematic. It's the type of thing that they should have said. No, we can't leave this in. Mm-hmm. It, we we know what you were trying to do here. There was a better way to go about doing it, and they failed miserably upon that. But that's the only part of it that I would say uh, does not hold up because of time. Um, tell me, I guess, give me uh, two things you enjoyed about the film, two things you did not maybe enjoy about the film. Uh, of course, Will Ferrell is Frank going on once he uh, got drunk for the first time, I guess, in yes, a while. Yes, yes. And his uh, rampage. Do you have any idea how many of us yelled out the words, we're going streaking? <laughs> I feel like you probably Exa- oh, speak for the not entire population. Just I. Not just I. I did it a lot. I did not Trust know. Trust me, I did it a lot. Because obviously but, when the Orioles hit a home run or they score a big run or something, yes. they throw Will yes, Ferrell. Yes, they do. They frank the, the tank. Yeah, yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, so that was that was cool to see. I was like, oh, that's where that comes from. There, uh, yeah. the, some of the more popular uh, lines that were repeated over and over again. This is in an era of, of, of movie lines just being repeated ad nauseum. Uh, not only we're going streaking, we're going streaking, and we always would say, uh, "Bring your green." You can bring your green hat. We would say that a lot whenever we would uh, be in a drunken state. Um, but you would also add in the once once it hit your lips, it's so good. Like if you were out drinking with some friends, not even bonging necessarily, but just having a you know like, "Hey, you want a beer?" I don't know, man. Like, oh God, once it hits your lips, you're so good. <laughs> say that a lot. Brian Callen is the waiter in the diner. 
Ah, that was, okay. That was very cool to see. Okay, I he was great for okay. I guess, the couple lines that he had. Yeah, not um, a lot there. It's no. a weird. But one I love Brian, but I love Brian Callen, So that was from what? What? Why do you love? Uh, because of the uh, ten minute podcast that he did. Okay. Uh, back in I was not not familiar. The beginning of like around twenty twelve, I think is when he started right. with an uh, interesting group, Crystal Lee and Will Sasso, okay. which of course. It's it's just very random. Yeah, it friend. is very random, but very it's a funny random. podcast. Yeah. Um, but I love yeah, I like Brian Cowan a lot. I think he's all right, very funny. And so yeah, seeing him whenever he's got a weird random part, whether the Hangover okay. or so those are this. your favorite things from the picture. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, you that's know, very I, disappointing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought Wedding Crashers. Really I, I enjoyed Wedding Crashers much much more. It also you know just you know because of what Luke Wilson did at the beginning. It felt you were you know, so clouded by that. This is interesting to me. I will at least give you an argument for this, but you didn't know what Luke Wilson had done until later in the film. It doesn't become clear that he had slept with an underage girl until far later in the movie, right? Like at the time, it felt like at it the wasn't time, too much. It later. was it was just a girl that was going to class. You assume she was in college at that point. You didn't find out. Well, even so, he's like thirty something. Who can't? I mean, come on, man. Let's try to no. If you were dis- if you were disturbed by that, then that's a you problem. <laughs> the idea of somebody sleeping with a college age girl, like, come on, you know, like that's not. There's nothing hinky about that. The problem becomes when we realize no, she's not in college. Right. And no, again, I I'm giving you that that is a troublesome part of this picture. It's not. I, I'll give you an example. People believe Almost Famous to be a great motion picture. Almost Famous is terrible. Now, I thought it was a great motion picture the first time I watched it. Now I realize it's nothing more than a celebration of statutory rape. That's all it is. There's nothing with a good soundtrack. That's that's all the picture is. It's a bad film, and I get into a lot of fights with people about it because everyone thinks about Almost Famous romantically uh, as a Cameron Crowe picture. It's horrible. It is a horrible film that I would I would... Normally, I would say don't watch again. I would encourage you to watch it again to realize how bad it was. This is not that, but it is interesting that as someone who never got to experience it at the time before we really started having a conversation that we needed to have in this country, that that clouded your judgment of the entirety of the film. That is that is interesting to me because it doesn't do that for me it's still a hilarious film with one really troublesome part in there that i you know i acknowledge is troublesome there's no doubt yeah. about it um yeah so that definitely holds it back uh what else know, did you not like about the picture um i'm trying let me try to figure out because it, it has been a little bit since i watched it um oh good yeah, maybe, well, maybe we should have freshened this up yeah, before we did this I'm, maybe I'm that would have been I'm a, sorry but i mean i don't know strategy. it was just i don't know it, it wasn't a whole lot. I guess it was just a. It was a harder. It sounds weird saying it's a harder concept to grasp. Just like three middle-aged dudes moving into a frat house and starting but a they fraternity. Didn't, they didn't move into a frat house. Sorry, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson those? moved into a house. Yeah. That again. The the idea of this doesn't it's just necessarily so absurd. But which is but there's spending plenty of funny so parts. much time on that. Trust me. The idea that a college could just take your house <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work. Although I'm sure similar scenarios has happened because it's a terrible place. You would they would they would buy your house. They would have the right to buy your house. Something along those lines, right? Like that would be the way that it would go. But from there, everything joy. Blue, you're my boy. Blue. Oh my god! The number of times that we yelled out, "You're my boy, Blue." 
Oh God, what yeah, a sad. I just don't have the. It, there's just not. You know, I don't, obviously don't have the nostalgia. What's for the it. big kid's name when he's when the 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 rope is tied to his thing and they pull him down to the ground? Oh God, God, I hate you for this. Yeah, I, this one, I'm. This is disturbing. What's your reaction name? to the greatness of old school. I can't even remember. I'm, I'm giving it a, a three out of five. I do. The, oh! You don't like the five. St- I know you don't like the five star ranking, but I give it a three oh, no, out no, of no, five. No, 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 no. We abandoned the five star ranking. We're not doing a five star mm-hmm. ranking. We're doing a ten, a one to uh, a zero to ten ranking. All right, then it's gonna be you know probably about a six to six point five. You know, you know it was. Other the than tranqu- Will Ferrell, the tranquilizer dart scene. Is one of the great scenes in modern comedy, the tranquilizer dart scene. I yeah, pee that my one is pants good. laughing at it every time. I mean, I, what I, is yeah, wrong? I wasn't, with I wasn't you? peeing my pants. That's yeah. I'm not sure if I want this segment to continue. I'm not. I'm not sure if you can't find joy. So, so this should have been. A, this should have been a ten out of ten. No, not a ten. This did not need to be a ten. But this yeah. needed to be at least a seven. I did and have half. joy. I did have joy. seven and a half. Was I mean, was where I. The, and the only reason I'm even willing to go to seven and a half is because of the statutory rape scene. Like that's the only part about it that drops that down to me. If with without that, it's an eight or a nine. Easy, easy. I'm starting to wonder if you can feel joy. Oh, I'm starting to joy. wonder if joy is something joy. that you feel in your life whatsoever. I felt joy watching Wedding Crashers. <sighs> Wedding Crashers is a very good film. Nobody's yeah. debating that. This is, of course, uh, when Todd Phillips and that gang was sort of owning the comedy realm. <laughs> they were owning it. They really were. Like his, of course, Todd Phillips, who a uh, younger generation knows because he did that Joker film. Uh, I don't even remember what it was called. Oh, the Joker. Just, just yeah, Joker. that's what it was yeah, called. Just Correct. It was just the Joker. Now that I think about it, uh, Todd Phillips and uh, his merry band was uh, almost something else recently. What else did he do? I don't. I don't know. Oh God, I'm here for the. You know, that's Todd Phillips himself, who's there for the gangbang. Correct. You realize that's him gangbang? at the door when they realizes that his oh, wife's cheating on him. Oh, gotcha. it's because Todd Phillips <laughs> comes the door. They open it up, and he says, I'm here for the gangbang. That was Todd Phillips? That was Todd Phillips. Yes, that's the great Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, of course, gave us Road Trip, which is on the list. Old School, uh, the Starsky and Hutch remake, which was okay. Like, it was okay, and that's about all it was. Uh, Was the director of The Hangover. Mm -hmm. Um, Due Date. Yeah, uh, Due Date was fine. Road Trip, which uh, is on the list. I just said that. Oh, you did? I just literally said those words. You know what? I was thinking of War Dogs. Uh, which I watched like I, guess, I like, actually enjoyed. I enjoyed War Dogs, by the way. I I thought that was a good film. Yeah, I liked War Dogs. Uh, too. Todd Phillips had a hell of a run. Had a hell of a run. You know what's funny is I actually thought that Todd Phillips was also involved in Wedding Crashers, but apparently was not, which is surprising to me. And I would have lost that bet. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes with Tommy Boy. We will see that as Griffin will give us his next movie review this Friday as we try to uh, have him watch some uh, uh, classic comedies. That uh, he is t- far too young to have cared about, and that that disturbs me greatly. But our next Griffin's movie review will be this Thursday. All right, today's show. Um, or again, a reminder: best offers for sports betting are available right now at pressboxonline.com/offers, including $100 in free bets from Barstool after you place your first $10 bet, or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. Time is limited to get the best offers from all of these sports books, so go to pressboxonline.com/offers and sign up today. 
And with that in mind, I also feel like it's appropriate to remind you that gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It is Tuesday, and unfortunately, it's no longer relevant for your pal. Nothing that can be done to save me because Tyler Higby's late touchdowns stuck a dagger through my heart last night. But alas, I guess some of you are still competing for fantasy football titles. So joining us now to try to help us out with Waiver Wire Wednesday is Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico. Joe, good morning. Happy holidays, my friend. Thank you for taking the time, as always. Absolutely. You know I'm in here anytime, and uh, I feel your pain a little bit. I, uh, I'm in playoffs in one league, but had to bow in a couple others. So yeah. fighting for one, but, uh, you know, I don't really like my chances considering I have Jalen Hurts in that league, and Oof. those news this morning was, uh, or excuse me, yesterday afternoon was a little rough. Yeah, I'm guessing you're not going to be playing Gardner Minshew. I'm guessing that's not the best option for fantasy for Jalen Hurts owners. Well, actually, uh, I don't know if you recall, but last year when Minshew did have to step in and replace for uh, Hurts, he actually had a pretty damn good uh, fantasy performance. So if you're really scrapping for somebody at that position, I wouldn't hesitate to uh, put Minshew in there. Uh, we've kind of seen the past couple weeks that the Cowboys' defense is a little bit suspect. Uh, everybody was giving them, uh, mounting them the the top defensive football not that long ago, but it doesn't seem like they are in the past couple of weeks with between what we saw against the Jaguars and the Texans before that, uh, they're definitely beatable. So if you need Minshew in a pinch, I don't think it's the worst option available. I probably can name about 10 other names I wouldn't want ahead of Minshew, uh, but I'm sure we'll just talk about a couple other guys that are probably a little bit higher up on the radar. Well, I, I think the one, I know you were dismissive of him last week. We have to talk about playing Brock Purdy, don't we? Yeah, well, so yes, he was the name I put in uh, as my top quarterback playing for this week just because the way that Kyle Shanahan, you know, we talked about in the past, is just offensive genius, and he just finds a way to continue getting these guys. You know, everybody wants to write off Jimmy G every year, and the guy just takes them over to the Super Bowl every year. Now he's doing it with Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, he looked pretty good when he had Trey Lance in there for the limited action that he was in there this year. So, honestly, we might have to just say that whatever quarterback is tied to Kyle or to uh, – Kyle Shanahan, it might be somebody you just need to start each week. The guy's not turning the ball over. He's got all those playmakers, and uh, Shanahan, the way he's drawing up the play calls, is just making the job super, super easy for him. I'm so, like so many others, I'm glad that uh, when the move was made, I raced out and got Isaiah Pacheco so I could sit back and watch Jarek McKinnon absolutely dominate. Uh, I don't know that he's even available at some point, but if he is, I would say that he's at this point a must-play, correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was somebody that I was kind of big on playing for uh, for daily fantasy this week. I wasn't sure. You know, you, you don't expect somebody to go off for 30-plus points back-to-back weeks the way he has, especially when it's kind of 1A, 1B in Kansas City right now. Uh, it's a good thing for, I'd say, for owners of either one of those guys was the injury to uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, they just kept trying to give him the ball. It just never worked out the way that fantasy owners or even the Chiefs, for that matter, when they drafted him in the first round, you know, many thought that he was just going to be you – know, I remember the comparisons of uh, him to being the next Brian Westbrook in Andy Reid's offense. That obviously hasn't uh, come to fruition. But Jarek McKinnon, absolutely, somebody who's – you know, he's getting looks on the ground, which he wasn't getting a whole lot of plays on the ground as a rusher. 
Uh, now he's getting about 10 touches a week, but it's really what he's doing damage-wise in the past game. Uh, we know how prolific the, the Chiefs offense is as long as uh, Patrick Mahomes is at the helm of that offense. So, yeah, either one of those guys, you know, it's kind of tough to see. I believe Pacheco uh, probably is the preferred option at the goal line, and that's part of the reason why I had him in my waiver wire pickups for last week. But, yeah, it's, at the, this point in the season, it's kind of safe to play both of them. Uh, you would wish one of those guys, obviously, would just have that exclusively, but they're both guys that I'm putting in as a flex play for this week. Uh, he is Joe Serpico, Press Box Fantasy Football Analyst. He's with us here on GCR. Joe, obviously the big story of the week in fantasy football besides Jalen Hurts is Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to guess that a lot of Jonathan Taylor owners were eliminated on on uh, this weekend. If they survived, is there any value in either of the other Colts running backs? Well, I've been harping on you know past couple of weeks saying get as many of those handcuffed running backs as you can get. Deion Jackson was one of those guys that just because to start the season when Taylor went down, Jackson was the one that kind of went in there and was pretty solid. I would say it was about two, two and a half games before he also got hurt. And then it was basically just Naheem Hines' job. Now they basically they flipped uh, Hines for Zach Moss, made that trade with Buffalo. And, you know, I, sir, that, I don't want to say you're happy to see injury, but, you know, if you were a Deion Jackson owner and you saw the, the injury to Jonathan Taylor, you're like, okay, maybe I do have him for the fantasy weeks. But now it looks like uh, the Colts kind of have come to favor Zach Moss, the guy who was almost forgotten about, and I'm, I'm like 90% sure is probably available on your on your waiver wire. Uh, it was kind of shocking to see that Jackson was the only one to have the one touchdown that the Colts had in that epic meltdown this past weekend. Um, but at, at this point, based on what we saw this past weekend, you almost have to go with Zach Moss if you're going to go with either guy. Uh, again, that's kind of if you're uh, really desperate to start one of those guys, because I'm pretty sure we all can kind of see that both guys are going to be featured as opposed to one uh, being, you know, have the job to himself. But if I had to pick one over the other, based on what we saw this past weekend, you would have to go with Zach Moss. You brought up in your column this week the name K.J. Osborne, and this is an interesting topic for me because he did. Uh, he got the ball a lot in their incredible comeback against the Colts. But they, they kind of had to throw for the entirety of the second half of that game, and, and frankly, even late in the first half because they were down by five touchdowns. Do, do you assume that that target share is still there if they're not playing in a game in which they're trailing by five touchdowns? Well, obviously, because of you mentioned the, the way that they were down 32 to nothing at the half, that kind of throws probably their offensive game plan out the window when it comes to rushing the ball. So, yes, they definitely threw it a lot more than they normally would. Uh, he had 16 targets this week, which is by far the most that he's had all season. I believe that Jefferson had 16 as well. Maybe it was 18. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but it's been a guy, Osborne, kind of similar to what we saw with the Rams last year. Uh, Vikings are in three wide receiver sets a lot. So K.J. Osborne is on the field. He's been on the field for 70% of the plays for, I believe, all but four games this year. Of course, he doesn't have the same target share, but he's been a guy that you kind of have kind of seen each week that he gets more and more involved with the offense as they're kind of seem to be phasing uh, Adam Thielen out a little bit. He just doesn't have the same burst that he once had. Still sure-handed, but he just doesn't make the same plays. He reminds me of one of those guys that catches the ball and just almost falls down immediately, as opposed to Osborne, as we saw this past weekend, could still hit a big play for, for the Vikings offense. But, yeah, you're 100% right. You can't expect him to get that, that kind of target share every week. But, again, we've reached that time of the season where injuries are uh, unfortunately mounting their 
defend themselves a lot more than we kind of want to this day, this time of the season, especially in fantasy playoffs. So if you really, really need somebody to throw out as a flex guy, especially in a deeper league, KJ Osborne is somebody that's uh, is an option because I do expect the Vikings to still have to throw it around quite a bit because as we saw this past weekend, Kirk Cousins, uh, he's susceptible to interceptions, which is going to make them have to uh, keep passing the ball a ton if they get down in big games. And let's face it, they are the most fraudulent 10-win team we've probably ever seen in football. It's probably true, but obviously it does not matter in the fantasy world. <laughs> Irrelevant. And then the other name at wide receiver that's interesting to me is Jahan Dotson, who I just kind of wonder if what we saw there in the second half on Sunday night like proves to be his kind of star-turning moment. Like I realize it's not the most explosive offense, but holy crap, if you can make the plays that he was making – I know there were a couple of weeks where he wasn't getting targets, but I don't. How do you go away from Jahan Dotson at this point if you're Washington? Oh, I agree with that. And they tried to get him involved early and on the season before he kind of got banged up a little bit. Has been in and out of the lineup for let's say for most of the season, to be brutally honest. But the first couple of weeks, uh, I believe he was a top ten uh, receiver, especially after week one, where he caught two touchdown passes and had a pretty solid game, and then you know, kind of got phased out a little bit because of injuries, and they needed to realize that their best player is still Terry McLaurin, so they were trying to get him more and more involved in the past couple weeks. But Dotson is somebody, you said it, it's kind of hard to trust uh, the commander's offense right now. I think a couple weeks ago we were talking about how much we like Taylor Heineke. He's obviously taken a, a step back in the past couple weeks, but Dotson is going to be a guy that – Moving forward, let's say next year, absolutely is somebody I would want to have on my team. Uh, but it, he's a little bit hard to trust as long as he's tied with his commander's offense because, again, the McLaren is the main threat. And then you can't forget about Curtis Samuel as well. They do have a fantastic trio. I'll give the commanders that. It's just as long as they have that quarterback play, it's hard to trust any of those guys. But if you're really in a pinch, I don't fault you for going with Dotson just because we, we saw it this past week. And the guy's explosive. He's a hell of a playmaker. He catches pretty much everything thrown to him. It's just you, you kind of need a little bit more of somebody you can be relied on, especially in these fantasy weeks. You don't really want to be throwing darts right now, even though you know that tight end position, that's all we've done all season. Uh, but somebody like that, I'm sure you can find, uh, hopefully you can find somebody more readily available that can catch a few more balls than we've seen from uh, Dotson in the past couple weeks. All right. Anybody else who's on your radar for semifinal week? I mentioned uh, in, in my article a name that, you know, us Ravens fans probably remember, and that's a guy named Chris Moore. He didn't do a whole lot as a pass catcher when he was here in Baltimore. Uh, to be honest, he wasn't doing a whole lot as a pass catcher for the Texans up until the past couple weeks. Uh, but with injuries to Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks, he has now seen 20 targets the past two games. And as long as those two teams are, or excuse me, those two those two guys are out of the lineup, he is an option for you again at that receiver position. Uh, you know, it's hard to trust the Texans' offense, but we know that's how bad they are. So we know they are more pass happy than certain than some teams. So he's a guy to absolutely consider. And then tight end position. I mean, I've talked about it over and over all season long. Uh, we mentioned him for a split second last week with Chigo Conquo. Uh, he's now been over 30 yards in five of the last six. He's becoming more and more involved each week. So if you really, really need a flyer at the position, why not give Oconquo a shot over say, uh, last week was talking about Tyler Conklin, and it seems like whenever I bring him up, uh, he kind of craps the bed, and it kind of seems to be the case with every uh, tight end that I mentioned. But <laughs> I do like I do like Oconquo, uh this week, and you know the obvious us being from Maryland, you know, kind of want to root for that guy as well. 
at Joe Serp on Twitter is how you follow him. And, of course, you see his stuff at PressBoxOnline.com. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. For anybody who might still be alive playing for a championship, Joe Serpico, you, your family, happy holidays, my friend. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Hope I'm one of those guys. And, yes, you enjoy your holiday. We'll talk soon. Thanks, buddy. Joe Serpico, PressBoxOnline.com, fantasy football analyst. Appreciate him checking in with us for a minute this morning. Don't forget, we got one more Tyus Bowser show before the season is over on Tuesday, January 3rd. We are going to be back at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Hope that you can come join us for the Tyus Bowser show. You can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's brought to you by our friends at Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Tyus Bowser shows a partnership with Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. We'll see you Tuesday, January 3rd at Guilford Hall Brewery. When we come back in, we will get a tidbit. We'll get tubular to sort of wrap things up for the day, and then we will turn things over to Simply the Bets. That's all on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Need a last-minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It's a great deal, makes a tremendous holiday gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is for kids 12 and under. The Retriever Kids Club. Find out more umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code TAILGATE. That's ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. All right, back in here on GCR. I appreciate she's actually working today, and the fact that she's taking a couple minutes to squeeze away in order to do this, I can't tell her how much I appreciate her. Uh, you know her. You love her. You know I call her Saint Sanzi. She is Sanzi Gabba, and she is with us now here on GCR. Sanzi, it's Glenn. Love you, my friend. Thank you, as always, taking the time. More than welcome. Good morning. Good morning. So I want you to know, of course, our annual best of issue hits newsstands tomorrow. And the it's not just the Mogaba Sports Person of the Year that's involved. There's one particularly special day from this year um, that continues to give me goosebumps is a part of it. I have not talked to you since Trey became a World Series champion. What did that mean to you to see Trey playing in the World Series and for him to now forever be known as a World Series winner. Oh, I was rooting for him. Forget <laughs> the team. I was rooting for him. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm so proud of him. I, it's it's so special. I, I don't care. I, it would be nice if he could end up in Baltimore, but I guess it's not looking great. Um, but, man, what a, what a cool thing that was. And one of my favorite days of the entire year, spending that on a hot day, very hot day in July uh, at the ballpark making memories. Um, Sanzi, of course, a couple years ago, uh, you and I, we, we spent an incredible night together at uh, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, and I told you a million times that that was the most important night of my professional life. And uh, after that, oh, Pressbox decided that we wanted to make our local sports person of the year the Mogaba sports person of the year. Um, how much do you still feel from a day-to-day? Can you just tell people, even not only just on days like Mogaba Day at the ballpark, but Mo's presence and the impact that he had on the entirety of the community. I mean, it's, it's a constant reminder because even at work, I have customers going to me and like, they see my name was like, wait, you're Mo's mom. I don't have a name anymore. I'm just Mo's mom. And they just <laughs> go on to say how much of an inspiration that he was. And it means the world to me. That's awesome. Uh, well, you are here with us because you are going to make the announcement for us, the 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Now I hope that you remember who I told you it was. No, and I do apologize because I forgot. And all right. the work is me out. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> we can make it together. We can do it that way. I should have. I just realized that when I called you. I'm like, oh gosh, I hope I remembered I told her. Uh, Sanzi, the 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, as I'm holding up right now, is Adley Rutschman, Orioles catcher. Adley Rutschman is on the cover. Um, I don't, I don't know, you know, it was a, t- it was a tough couple of years for the Baltimore Orioles until Adley Rutschman showed up. Uh, how exciting was it for you to see him and what this team was able to do getting back to winning this season? I'm so, I'm excited for what's to come and again, congratulations to him for being a sports person, Mogala sports person of the year this year, but I'm just, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen with the Orioles. And it's coming season. No question. I'm excited for what's to come. No question about it. Um, what about when you watch the Ravens and you still look in the end zone? That's I, 
I it it's still every time. I don't care how many times I see it. Every time I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it just hits me right no. in the heart for a second. <laughs> no, of course I'm a proud mom, and I also had a I had quite a few people ask the question like, why well, is that Mo? I like, I'm like, oh, well that's my son. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> oh, that's so. Oh, that's so powerful. All right, um, Sanzi, I know that I stole you away from work, and I know i got to let you go back to no, work. No, trust me, I'm in no rush. Okay, all right, all right, good. <laughs> I was getting nervous for a second that I was going to get you in trouble. No, I don't no, want, no, you're fine. I don't you're want fine. that to be the case. Um, I know we're still working on some plans. I, I, I know that you guys, it's really important that we continue to talk up uh, the Johns Hopkins Children's Center, correct? Yes. Um, can you explain to people why the Johns Hopkins Children's Center is so important to you and your family? Well, I mean, what they did for my son, um, they took care of him his entire life. So whatever they, all the funds they were able to raise to help children take the fear and all the scare away from all the stuff they had to deal with every day, I'm going to have behind it because that's what they did for Mo. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing place. And you know what's even more amazing? I remember when we were getting together for p- the parades and, like, meeting like the nurses and the folks that had worked with Mo and just being like, Oh God, these people are that they're the reason they're, they're what makes this place so special. Yeah. They are incredible, incredible people. If you're thinking about, you know, a lot of people get to the end of the year and they realize like they've got a little bit of money and maybe trying to, you know, write off taxes, something like that. Uh, encourage you as always to consider making a donation, to the Johns Hopkins children's center, particularly in Mo's name. What else yeah, is going on? Also, how much you donate, yeah, it, it goes all goes a good cause that can help oh, all those little small children in there that shouldn't be there in the first place. No question. It's unfair. It's patently unfair, and you know a thing or two yeah. about that and everything you've been through. Um, how else are things going for you? Everything, everything all right? Everything is good. I love I'm at a job that I love and working like crazy, so I'm happy. Man, I, uh, I look forward already to spending more time with you in 2023. I look forward. I know Dean's been working hard on some initiatives to uh, sort of further Mo's story and trying to make it more of a year-round thing that we do yeah. to lift up Mo. And I've been talking to Dean about that, and I am always excited about the idea of doing as much as we can. You know, that's why, you know, of course, why we did this is because at some point in 20 years, we want people to pick up and issue a press box and say, Mo Gabba, Sports Person of the Year, why? And ask that question, and we want to be able to continue telling his story for forever um, yeah. because it means that much. Um, oh man, thank you. I, I love you. Um, I love you too, man. Uh, kids love you. We're gonna get together in January. All right. We're gonna uh, make sure it happens. This that's time, a, I promise. that's a promise. <laughs> it's a promise that it's happening. Merry Christmas, Sanzi. We'll talk really soon. Thank Merry you for Christmas. hopping on with me for a minute. All right. You're more than welcome. Have- that's Sanzi Gabba. That's um that's Mo's mom. And um yes, she has been so kind. I mean, I I don't know that I know a kinder person. And someone who is more willing to share. Um, I get a little. I'm sorry. Um, Sanzi um, carried a weight on her shoulder that while she was going through the most traumatic thing that you could ever possibly imagine, she was still more than willing to share her son, who she didn't have nearly enough time with she was willing to share her son with all of us the selflessness of that is overwhelming as a parent 
I can't fathom it. And the love that I have for Sanzi because of it, because she knew how special her son was and wanted as many people to be able to experience the light that he brought says everything you need to know about her. She is truly a saint. Truly a saint. Our Mogaba Sports Person of the Year is Adley Rutschman. And um, this issue of PressBox is going to be available tomorrow at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You'll be able to read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. It is our annual best of issue. It celebrates the top people, performances, and moments of 2022. And, yeah, Adley Rutschman was the choice for Mogaba Sports Person of the Year. Um for for a number of reasons, but nothing more significant than the idea that the moment that he arrived winning, winning arrived with him. And for a downtrodden, I don't know, hopeless franchise and fan base, he's provided that hope. It's so interesting what Sanzi said. I'm excited about what's to come. And so much of that is because of this man and his arrival in Baltimore. Um, Luke Jackson and I sat down with Adley Rutschman for a lengthy conversation, and that is featured in this print issue of PressBox. So, again, today was the last day for this one with Kevin Willard on the cover, and starting tomorrow, the new print issue of PressBox um, with Adley Rutschman, our MoGaba Sports Person of the Year. Thank you to Sanzi for taking a couple of minutes for us, and serious thank you for um, working with us as we want to honor Mo moving forward, and that's why we did it. We did it because, again, somewhere somewhere down the road, we laugh about how Griffin doesn't know about you know old school and wedding crashers and, and movies that to a lot of us aren't that old, but you realize that's kind of how time works, that everyone in Baltimore knows about Mo Gabba, right? But in 2032... Not everyone in Baltimore is going to know. Go ahead, John Colson. Come on, come on, come on in, come on in. We've we've been doing movie reviews. You've not been paying attention. We did one earlier today. Uh, we've I, been I doing was, yeah yeah oh yeah. Our, doing I'm doing business. I'm running well, bu- I'm actually, running the business. Actually, I was at our um I was at our loading dock because uh, the magazines came ah, a yes, day early. Yes, yes So I was helping edition. unload pallets in but my that's, highfalutin job. I was helping unload pallets <laughs> with a forklift. Most worshipful grandmaster. Yeah. Most worshipful pallet. M- pallet most worshipful dock grandmaster. Um, yeah, that's the reason why we did this a couple years ago is because we realized that it, it does not take long. Like it, We just did this math this morning. Old School came out in 2003, Yes. and it means zero. To Griffin, like means nothing to him whatsoever. It does not take long. Time moves very. I saw quickly. Gone with the Wind. Yeah, that you're you're a thousand. No, no, no my so point it, is Gone no, with no, the Wind I, came no, out no, no, long before I, we I agree was, on that. Yeah. I'm. This is why we're having him. We're assigning him. Yeah, he's gonna watch Tommy Boy for Thursday during the drinking show. We're gonna do a Tommy Boy movie review. Okay. We're, we're we're assigning him classic comedies oh. to go back and watch. And then report on like that's what this has been. Like, have you ever seen The Princess Bride? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's a, that's a different. That's not a slapstick comedy. That's, no, 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 totally it's a, different. It's a great motion. That picture. is where his parents have it's, let us down. I, frankly, th- again, there is a parenting problem that we need to address. Uh, yeah, There's we do. no problem. Perhaps no, they should be interviewed. 
Ooh, we might have to. We might have to get to the bottom of that at some point. We <laughs> because how how is that even possible? Yeah, how is that possible? Right. I was trying to do yeah, something. We, I was trying to do something sentimental here instead of well, just I, crushing Griffin and well, his parents. I get it, but you were about to cry again. <laughs> yeah, so so we. Yeah, it gets I really. Could hear it it in your gets voice. really difficult. I, could, when I, I was I, talk about, I could hear it in your voice. It's, oh, it's not just talking it, about Mo. It really is talking about Sanzi. Well, it's I know really, it is, and, and, uh, and you know what's awkward about it is Sanzi is a friend. Like we've hung out and drank, and like you know, she's a friend of mine. And yet, when I talk about her, it gets really awkward. And sometimes I can see that she's almost annoyed by it when we're hanging out. Like, dude, we're friends. Chill. Yeah. Like, chill. Just chill. Whereas I have such overwhelming reverence for her that it becomes intimidating at times to just be hanging out and just try to, to talk process to her. Like, it correct. Yeah, like, it's just that. such a ridiculous You know, reverence. it's a real honor. I, 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 I reflect on this a lot as I talk to clients about advertising with us. It comes up regularly that it is the Mo Gabba Sports it's Person real, of the Year. It, and, and I don't think about it in that context until I'm talking to a client about it, and then it dawns on me kind of how important that is. And that's really cool. And how about the Orioles, by the way? I know this is going to sound a little bit... Mm. They actually placed an ad in here. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. So congratulating, congratulating Adley, Adley on but it's but it's, it's as it relates to press box and Mogaba Sports mm-hmm. Person of the Year, mm-hmm. and I think what a class they, act they that know is. What it frankly, means. they know what it means. So what a class act that them. is. I agree with that. It um, matters to them that it's the Mogaba Sports Person. And of the year. I just, I just think that. I'm trying was, to remember what page it was. I hope on. we ran. <laughs> I know, right? I, I saw it. I know I, it's I, there. I saw it. Um, Oh no! Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. The Orioles taking I mean, out a full page ad to congratulate well, Adler uh, Rutschman on but, being. But what a you know a class act in the way they handled that. Yep, um, and worked with re- us. We was really uh, cool. admittedly this year we made a later decision. I, I'll give that away. The decision came a little bit later <laughs> in the process. We were considering. You know, it I, ended up being fortunate. Let's say that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody can sort of do the math. It's difficult. You know, just because of time football season things along those lines you can't make this decision in september because you don't know what's going to happen lord knows we had no idea a year ago that justin tucker was going to make the longest kick in nfl right. history and then when he did we, we had to sit down and think about it and say this is justin tucker that we're talking about um and so it's important these are things that we have to think about all year long so, so this would was, we have bumped Rushman, if, if Justin if Tucker Justin made the kick in Jacksonville, just yards? made it him again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He would have used the same. Would have saved me a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> he would have thought about it. Um, but Adley Rushman was always, you know, of course, was all from the, you know, it, it, the moment this summer where we realized he was Adley Rutschman, he was of course very much at the the top of the list of candidates. You just have to let things play out. Like, what if Maryland football had gone on some amazing run this season? Like, you yeah. know, you got to let these things play out. So we had Agreed. to make a late decision, um, n- which is not all that abnormal. We make a lot of late decisions when it comes to, other than Mo. Mo is well, literally the only time. it's because of the time of year and all that stuff. Uh, that, yeah. That a lot of stuff happens. 100%. It makes, it makes so uh, the Orioles were very helpful after we made the decision and uh, coordinated um you know, I was having time with Adley to talk to him about it and try to explain to Adley a little bit more about why it's the Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Of course, Adley just got here this year. Yep. Like, he does not know all of the history of this. And so, you know, on a on a call, I was talking to him about it. And him. what was his response to that? It was, he was moved by it. Very like, cool. Again, I, we didn't end up, I don't want to, you know, I don't want put, to put him in an uncomfortable position where he didn't, but I, he could tell he was very interested in, Mo Gabba and us talking about that. So that cool. was kind of powerful too. But yes, that will be available tomorrow. 
uh, all throughout town with uh, Adley Rutschman on the cover, our best of issue. Uh, Mo, Adley Rutschman, the Mo Gabba sports person. Was Greg here. Roman the guy that was also? Yeah, it was right, the two of them right neck and neck, and we just couldn't figure out which one it was. And right until it was Saturday. Until Saturday, it was going to be Greg. Until then, Saturday, yeah, and then the you saw those worked. notes on the floor, and you <laughs> figured, let's cut him and <laughs> hurry up maybe and print. Not, maybe Send not the, the guy. Uh, hey, so on on Thursday, we're having a bit of a, a, a shindig. We are. And I've got some good news. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, Our Lord. friends at uh, Union Craft Brewing yeah, will be providing beer. Um, the beer. Yeah, have we, more of it than you'll be able to drink. Can we get like a uh, air mattress sponsor for Thursday? Can uh, we, yeah, can yeah. we look into that? Well, we do have a lovely couch out there. <laughs> oh, I'll be taking the couch for sure. That'll be me. I don't know if anybody else might end up. Well, there you we go. Got, I told, by the way, I told Jeremy we'd be providing. We would buy purchase an Uber for him. Yes, we we will refund the, him for his Uber. Yes, we will yeah. take care of that. And then and then we've got that, and we also have the Baltimore County Police. Yes, coming in that will be here to give you during the show and to teach the lessons of how little it might sometimes. And then take. the people from Union Brewing and the police will have a wrestling match in the ooh, hall out there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, um, and there'll be food. Yes. And David Dubois will be here. And doing, David Dubois will be here. Doing who, crabs for Christmas. Who, coincidentally, he's actually a good friend of mine. I've known David for a long time. I don't yeah. know him well. I'm not a friend, not like yeah. you. I'm not, vacation. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Joe. He's going to uh, sing crabs for Christmas yes. for us as he's uh, celebrating his new book, I, I Gave Baltimore Crabs for which, Christmas. Which, which um, is, I should bring in because I actually have a copy of it. I've got a digital copy I've, it's, been, I've been diving it's into. It's actually kind of... I'm it's, looking. It's one I of like, those things that you start reading it, you're like, oh, I'm this is funny. Sh- I'm sure it's quite good. I have no doubt <laughs> that's the case. Dude. So we're going to have a fun day on uh, Thursday. Are you wanna, do you want to do Bean Boozled with us? I don't know that one. Oh, oh John. Yeah. You have to. Oh, John. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a rumor that Rita might stop in on Thursday as well and hang out for the show. Uh, Bean Boozled, of course, is the... Dis- basically, you get a box of jelly beans. Half of them are fine-tasting jelly beans. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going already. The other half is the same color as a fine-tasting jelly bean, but the flavors are like liver and onions or boogers or f- grass. Like baby diaper like or baby, yeah, baby Things like that. I, I honestly so you go, don't think I can. Oh, oh, if it's because you think you're going to puke, then I'm going to need you to do it. <laughs> I don't drink, and I'm being willing to drink for this show on Thursday and knowing damn well that I'm going to puke. I'm putting myself through that. You can make a sacrifice as well. We're so we're, we are we are so late for simply the bets. Um, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Um, but that's the deal. We're doing bean boozled on Thursday. All right. I we're won seven dollars yesterday. Oh, what'd you bet on? I bet on. Um, what did I bet on? Oh, I bet on the Caps. Did they win? I don't, yeah, I don't, they I don't, won. I'm sorry. In, I'm not, in not a fan. I thought the Caps were alive when they were down oh, two, look two, at, two look zero. At you guys. I was like, oh. Did yeah. you do that after you two had zero, signed eight. up for something through? Pressboxonline.com. Uh, yeah, offers? I did. I'd which one? Up, uh, which Draft one was Kings. it? DraftKings yeah. was the offer that you used. Uh, the Pressboxonline.com. The, 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 the bet five dollars and Ooh, get two hundred dollars yeah. in in free bets. So I now have eight twenty-five dollar free bets. I can wow. Make. Some kind of you got plans. Excite- you know well, twenty-five dollars of it went towards the. Oh, uh, that was a free bet. Okay, uh, got it. Caps game. And I had another bet that I lost, so I ended up a couple dollars up. Well, um, these I things I lost happen. the Monday night football bet. This no, was by far my best weekend of football betting all year. And oh, really? It was, of it was course, the weekend where I spent the least amount of money yeah, It was betting. very average for me. Yeah, it was very I think I was down. Very disappointing. After a lot of bets, I was down. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know, like $15 these or something. So I, these things know, okay. happen. All right, so Redskins screwed me. They're uh, called the Commanders now. Uh, yeah, sure I know, heard. but I'm yeah. calling until they win more. 
what you're doing? That's what you're going This has with. nothing to do with my social intelligence. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for uh, stopping in when you saw that I was getting emotional. Go Cleveland Appreciate Indians. that. What? <laughs> I'm just What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Get out of here. It's John Colson, most worshipful grandmaster. Bye, guys. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new to What? It's for helping up mission. Could you, uh, hey, do me a favor. Can you talk to everybody about maybe like sharing that we announced who the uh, sports person of the year was? Could you send an email out like, hey, maybe we put up the cover on Twitter or something? I know, but we already announced it today. All right, very good. We'll leave it alone. (laughs) You know, we're going to, all right, never mind. I'm just going to, whatever. Get to the tidbit. Uh, all right, so on this day, I have, I have two on this day uh, that I like. Ravens uniform history, December 20th, 2015, was when they debuted the gold mustard pants uh, in a 20-point loss to the Chiefs. That is the only time in Ravens history that they have donned the gold britches in a game. That do, is, it was the worst thing that I've ever seen in yes, my entire life. it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, also on this day, uh, Brett Favre uh, threw and, his... And, and, and who started that game? Was it Clawson? I think or? it was. It was either Mallet or Clawson. God, it was such it a was, miserable time yes. to be yeah. trying was, to talk about the ugly. Ravens and watch the Ravens. It was just, God, it was atrocious. Uh, and then in 2010, on December 20th, Brett Favre threw his 336th and final career interception, uh, which is the when most... We, when we were hanging out at Glory Days last night, they were putting up on the screen... Like, I saw... They were doing the Monday Night Football pregame show, and, like, apparently they do trivia on the screen, mm. and they were like... Who's the all-time? Who's the Packers' all-time leading passer? And I'm like, I get they've had three good quarterbacks. I, like, I understand why it's a question that might be difficult. Brett uh, Brett Favre died trying to throw the football on the field. Like he's obviously the answer to this question. God, go ahead. Um, and then the last one, uh, Jokic obviously had that massive game Sunday night uh, with 40, 25, and 10. You're gonna ask me? Yes. Who are the other two? I uh, I happen to know. Third player. I almost gave two? it to you yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Wilt Chamberlain who did it four times, and Elgin Baylor are yes. the other two that did yes, that. It's that really remarkable. Correct. Really remarkable. I didn't give it to you because I realized you have no idea who Elgin Baylor is. Yeah, not. Yeah, so he'd be a tough one. I mean, that's the reason why I, I recognize the name, but that. I never would have guessed him. That's you know. what it is. Hey, uh, tidbit was also brought to you by the ball. County Police Department, who John Colson mentioned, will be hanging out with us on Thursday, and you can be hanging out with them. If you're looking to maybe change things up, you keep we keep the words be the change are very important. You maybe perhaps have had an issue with the relationship between uh, police and the community. Be a part of it. Be a part of what that looks like moving forward. Um, join BaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website. Very competitive salaries, $10,000 signing bonus available. Tubular is brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100 when you pre-order your Ginsu Kamado Grill at GinsuGrills.com. Not much tonight. Good college basketball, isn't it? Mm, not really, no. In fact, almost none. Marquette, Providence. Uh, UConn's playing. UConn's playing Georgetown. Georgetown's atrocious like maybe the worst team in the history of college basketball there's nothing good tonight uh the only localish team umes is playing temple at seven on espn plus uh yeah there's just not a lot uh bowl games eastern michigan san jose state at 330 and the idaho potato bowl take the and, under in that one it's gonna okay. be like 15 degrees in poison i'm not sure you know anything about bowl picks boca raton bowl liberty and toledo tonight at 730 both those games on liberty ESPN. team total over 
just to pick in that Sure. Uh, Wizards, Suns, which I'm interested in, but I'm not sure anybody else is because, you know, it's the Wizards. 9 o'clock on NBC Sports Washington, TNT, Warriors, Knicks at 7.30, Grizzlies, Nuggets at 10, the USA Network for WWE, NXT at 8. Anything non-sports? The Mariah Carey. Merry That's Christmas right. to all special. Biggie on CBS. On CBS, though. So the Grinch at the same time will be on NBC. But not the good one. The terrible. The the, no, it's the that's Benedict the Cumberbatch. Oh, that's the, the animated. No, 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 no. This, this is this is the Doctor Seuss's dude. With I Perry. saw it when I was looking at it last night. They oh. said Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, then I guess I misread it. Uh, I thought it was. I thought this was the Jim Carrey right, one. Wait, this is not something we should spend any yeah. time on when we're ten minutes late getting to the other show. But you, you go move forward. Uh, that, that that's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Holiday Spectacular still going on. Mi- Maybe we should spend more time on it then, because there ain't a damn thing to say about it. Today is the 20th, correct? Yes. And what network is it? Uh, NBC. NBC at 8 p.m. on the 20th shows me that it is... Yeah, they've got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. they got the oh, 2018 no. version, which sucked. Sucked. On NBC? Thanks. Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's Dang. what I got. Dang. Thanks today to um, Sanzi Gabba. Thanks also to Joe Serpico, to Patrick Stevens, Jordan Moore from Duke, as well as Jonah Schaefer. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, tomorrow, I know Mike Loxley is going to join us. We will preview. He has signed up. We're going to be talking about mayonnaise tomorrow because Mike Loxley has agreed that he will take the Mayo bath if Maryland wins the Duke's Mayo Bowl against NC State. We'll talk about the season, talk about what's ahead. Of course, tomorrow is also National Signing Day, although, spoiler alert, we have to pre-record the conversation today, so we're not really going to be able to talk a lot about the players themselves. That being said, you know, what's he going to say? We like the players, so it's kind of what it is. All right, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore... Oh, Dave Archer will also join us tomorrow to preview the Falcons, their color analyst. Thank you to the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, the Maryland Jockey Club, the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants, Great Eights Memorabilia, Union Brewing, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday night. Go nobody. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. Simply the Bets is next. Welcome into Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, where Griffin and I were hanging out last week, eating hot wings. <sighs> painful, painful. You saw, might have seen the video if you uh, follow Live Casino in Hotel Maryland on social. 
you don't, I would encourage you to start immediately because you're missing out on some golden content. Uh, Griffin and I also tried our hand at RoboKeeper while we were down there. It's just as well to me that RoboKeeper is gone because I could have tried it every day five times, and I don't know that I would have scored a goal on RoboKeeper at all. Uh, but there's always great stuff happening in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. We will head there in a bit, catch up with our buddy Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook. But right now we head out to Vegas. That's where our buddy Aaron Oster from the Circa is standing by. Aaron, uh, good morning. Happy Hanukkah to you, my friends. Happy Hanukkah, and I uh, hope everyone's celebrating by winning bets. I, w- I, wish, I wish that I could do some of the shtick that we do on the wrestling show here, but nobody would get it, so I'm going to pass on doing any of that shtick whatsoever. <laughs> um, a heartbreaking failure for you, and one that admittedly, I know you're not the only one who put a couple of bucks on the UMBC Loyola game last week. Everything, right. everything lined up perfectly. Just lined up perfectly. Right until UMBC decided they didn't want to make any free throws. I, I hate college kids sometimes. I absolutely Oh, hate well, them, easy. But, Maybe we don't yeah. say that. Maybe we don't do that, pal. <laughs> like, I, I know that you're in that business, but, like, maybe we don't say we hate Yay. college kids just because they miss some free throws. Maybe we realize Not that. Just, I'm talking about in general. Come on. Maybe you know, we realize that we're the jerks because <laughs> we're the ones that are betting on college kids. Maybe that's the bit that we go with. Um, you also, I, t- I tried to tell you, I thought it was insane that you were betting on Morocco. I, t- I was like, what are you doing? Uh, that one came up short, but admittedly it was a long shot. Uh, you did yeah. hit on the Oregon state, Florida under, um, and you know, that, that, uh, that was, uh, that was a great one. It was, it was yeah that nice little rocking chair. Yeah, it was, it was significantly under, you made it by about 20 points on that one so all good uh the other good news for you uh, griffin pointed out that you back on july 26th told mm-hmm. us the lions would go over six and a half wins that, never a doubt on that one. that one yeah right when they were off to a one and six start to the season i'm sure that if somebody had when they were one and six if somebody had offered you a dollar for that ticket you would have taken it. You would yeah, have maybe. said, yes, I'll take that one American dollar on my $100 bet that I put down. God. Uh, but, nope, that ends up being a winner. And then uh, by, by the skin of your teeth, you told us that betting France to win the World Cup was a loser on November 22nd. Again, never a doubt. Yeah, Come never on, a man. doubt. <laughs> never a doubt. Jesus Christ. But by the skin of your teeth, uh, you ended up being right about that as well. All right, let's get into this week's five L's for sports betting. A local bet, a long-term, a long shot, a loser, and a lovable bet. We begin locally. Where are you going? Uh, I will go with the Ravens game this time after skipping it last week. And, and this one's a little bit tricky because I'm going to say something right now. It's sitting at Ravens minus 7.5 at FanDuel. Yeah. It is bouncing back and forth, though, between 7, 7.5, and, and the books seem to be fairly split on it. So I'm, I'm going to say this. I really like this bet at minus seven. So kind of keep your eye out, watch for it. This is one of those times you need to sit by your app, look for it to go back and forth. And when it hits seven, take it. Or if you want, buy the half point uh, from seven and a half down to seven. Uh, I think with Lamar Jackson back, I think the Ravens should get at least somewhat back in uh, the offense back in gear. And the Falcons offense is 
other than Tyler Algier, who completely went off last week, uh, is really a mess right now. I think the Ravens should be able to cover the seven. Again, I really like the seven. Um, if you had, if I had to play the seven and a half, uh, I might go the other way or play the under in that. But again, I do expect it to hit seven at FanDuel again. So give me the Ravens minus seven. So I'm in a weird spot where I just I need to see Lamar Jackson practicing before I can bet it. And I I know that they're practicing mm-hmm. today, so we should get that answer pretty quickly. Um, I I can't. There's no world in, until I know with certainty. I mean, like beyond a shadow yeah. of a doubt that Lamar Jackson is playing, there's no world where I could bet the Ravens to cover a touchdown against anyone right now. Um, well, that, that's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I need to see that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm still, I'm still not enamored by the number just because I've been watching too much Ravens football, but I get it. Uh, they should. They should be able to do that if Lamar Jackson indeed is playing. All right, give me the long term. Give me the futures bet that you like for the week. So, uh, obviously, we all know Jalen Hurts injured right now. It seems like he's probably at least going to miss one game, if not multiple games, and that threw the MVP race all out of whack. Uh, He had become the odds-on favorite over the past couple weeks between, obviously, his play and uh, Mahomes' less than stellar play. Not that he's been playing bad. Say what do you mean? He Uh, played like 88% of his passes on Sunday. What do you mean less than stellar play? Oh, before this past week, like I, he hasn't I, been putting up crazy, crazy numbers. I, I, I to, think, I think the story. It really does feel more like that. The Chiefs are kind of plotting along more than well, it and is. Then, and yes, Mahomes. And, and that's the thing as well. Uh, you're right. It, it that's that's fair. It's not Mahomes specifically, but it's the Chiefs. You know, not blowing out teams they should. It's the Chiefs not being great. And meanwhile, there's a couple other players who have been playing great over the past couple weeks in spotlight position. And one of those, I think there's worth a little bit of a sprinkle on Uh, Joe Burrow right now is plus 600 for MVP. He's obviously, you know, he had the spotlight game against the Buccaneers where he played very well. He's been on a tear lately. And then you look at the schedule. He, uh, you know, the Bills game stands out. Yeah, exactly. It's the Monday night football game against the Bills. And then that game against the Ravens could end up being that final Sunday night game. Uh, when all said and done. So I'm throwing Jalen Hurts out of the equation because I do believe if he even misses one game, he's probably not going to win it. And at plus 600, you know, having momentum there, having these spotlight chances, I do think there's value in Joe Burrow right now for MVP. So there's two thoughts that I have for this. The first being um, I, I'm getting the feel that the, the Sunday night game is going to be Tennessee-Jacksonville just because right now it okay. looks like the game that's most likely not going to be impacted by anything else, right? Like, Sure. That it's it's it is the most simple equation. Win, you're in the playoffs. Lose, you're out. Now that of course can change if those teams keep winning, and now all of a sudden they're in the mix for a wild card somehow. But at the moment, it appears to be that simple, and I think that's exactly what they want for that Sunday night game. Is sure don't have it impacted by anything else at all. Um, that all being said, it it almost comes to me like I'm starting to lean. What you're saying is I'm almost leaning towards the idea that whoever wins that Bengals-Bills game is going to be the MVP. Like that, that, Yeah, I was going to say, if you like Atlin to win it, then yeah. I don't hate, because he's plus 600 as well, so yeah. choose whichever one. I, yeah. like, I'm, I, I think that's very I'm reasonable. starting to come around. I get why Mahomes is kind of defaulting to be MVP, but your point about big showcase games, that is a Monday night game, correct? The Bills-Bengals yes. game. Yes. So if that game goes the way we all expect it to go, and one of those two dudes looks like a rock star and leads a late scoring drive, 
I would almost be willing to bank on that guy. The problem is, I just don't know which one of them is going to do it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I get it. I, I think you're on to something. Or, there. you know what? You could play both. Yeah, you could play both. I mean, you, you could. And I know you love doing that with awards. You just play everybody, and then you're, you're <laughs> good. You got to teach us the secrets of how you do that without losing money in the process. Because Look, if you're, if, you're, if you're playing them both at plus 600, then, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Safe, that's know? fair, right. Like, if you play, if, it's a very good point. If you play both Allen and Burrow, you put 20 bucks on both of them at plus 600. Yeah. One of and and one of them wins, and that's the problem with this is one of them has to be the MVP sure. in order for this you're, you're to work out. You're playing a double bet, but you're right. basically playing a double bet to get it at four to one. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right, uh, long shot. Give me the underdog that jumps off the page at you this week. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Go into NBA here. Um, I think there's an interesting play right now. Again, an MVP. Uh, Kevin Durant's 25 to one right now. He was 35 to one recently as last week. So the market is starting to move on this one, and that's really what caught my eye. And if you look at many of the advanced metrics, uh, Kevin Durant is a top five player in the league. By the way, I think Griffin's going to bet something right now. I'm literally. He just as we were having that conversation, he picked up his phone, and I think he just went to put a bet in. On something that you were just talking about. No, he, he alleges <laughs> that's not the case, but I don't know. I'll, I'll uh-huh. have to see. I'll have to see. Look, may, may, maybe you saw a line move and need to jump All on right. it. But uh, back to Kevin Durant. He's top five player in the league, and two of the players ahead of him are guys who may struggle to win in Steph Curry due to injury and Anthony Davis due to his team. So you look at all of that, and Kevin Durant, obviously, you know, going to have the spotlight on him if he continues to play down this right at 25 to 1. I uh, still think there's value there, so, even though there was more value a week ago. So for the record, I guess it's moved. He's still 25 to one, but Curry and Davis are both now below him. Um, well, when I, when I was saying the the top five player, it's um, not oh, by odds. Oh, you mean got it, got it, got it, metrics. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Nah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. I think you and I have had this conversation before. I keep feeling like in a world where Giannis exists, he's just going to be the MVP. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yep. I'm I'm just in a kind of a tough place with that where like uh Giannis breathes MVP <laughs> like it's just sort of the way that it works for me. Um and if Luka Doncic is going to put up 40 points and 25 rebounds in every game, I mean what the hell do you even do with that? <laughs> like right what, exactly. What, what do you do? It's that thing where like you know it's not going to work in the postseason, but how is he not the most valuable player if he's going to put up those absurd numbers? I hear you. I'm not opposed to it, as obviously as an underdog. I'm not opposed to uh, maybe dipping my toes in the water on Kevin Durant as MVP. Aaron Oster is with us from the Circa out in Vegas. I need the loser bet, the one that you say, whatever you do, do not make this bet. Soy un per de door. <laughs> uh, so I was actually by struggling. By the way, I like your I like your delayed recognition of the Beck lyric that I threw out there. I I do appreciate I, I, it. That, it took, that it well, took I, I was I was debating whether to respond or not, and then I was just like, okay, you know what? That that was good. I'll just laugh. For, for what it's <laughs> worth, uh, you got it. Far, Griffin could be here for a year and would never have any clue. He has no idea what Beck is. It doesn't make any sense to him. So I at least appreciate the fact that you got it. It's also, for those that don't know, Portuguese for I'm a loser. That's the reason why he put it in the song. I don't, I'm boring people. Just get to the point. Like we, might as, we might as well go back to talking about the Jason Biggs movie at this point. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that it's uh, Portuguese. I actually did not know that. I, but, um, I, for what it's worth, growing up, I assumed it was Spanish. I thought that was the case. <laughs> Apparently, it's actually Portuguese. Good, good to know. See, we, we teach people here yes. on uh, Simply the Bets. 
Uh, I was actually having a little bit of trouble finding a loser, and then I, I think there's something up. Uh, there's some line movement in the Titans-Texans game. I think there's something up with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I think just as it is, the Titans were sitting at seven, and I didn't particularly love that uh, all week against the suddenly feisty Texans. Uh, that line has moved. It's five and a half at FanDuel. It's five at other places. And if Ryan Tannehill is not playing, this is going to go fairly poorly for the Titans based on what we've seen lately. I am not touching the Titans as a favorite. If you're still in Survivor, first of all, really good job. But uh, I know that was going to be a trendy pick this week. So good luck this week if you're planning on picking the Titans. Uh, And if you're not planning on picking the Titans, you're probably in a lot of trouble because you're probably taking most of the other favorites. But uh, I am fading the Titans this week. Do not pl- play the Titans minus five and a half. I get it. Um, I I I get it. By the way, I this is breaking news. Apparently, both Spanish and Portuguese. So we, there you go. This is this is a huge story, and I promise we're going to get to the bottom of this. I, I there's a small part of me that thinks the tech the Texans have run out of gas, right? Like there's a small yeah. part of me that thinks these two weeks are their Super Bowls. It's over. By the way, made some money betting on them against the Chiefs this weekend. Um, but yeah, I get it. I I I do get it. Um, I, I I it's <laughs> I get. That's all I'm gonna say. I get it. I get it. And then give me the one that you say. Uh, I love this. Go immediately. Make this bet. Make it in Spanish. Make it in Portuguese. Make it in whatever language you want to make it in. Because this bet, I love. Uh, one of my favorite trends in college basketball over the past two years has been uh, playing Marquette as an underdog going back to last year, 13-6-2 and, and two ATS, and they're also happened to be 12-4-1 and one as a road team uh, ATS in that same stretch. Today they are going on the road to face Providence, and right now they are a slight dog plus one and a half against the Providence team. I think Marquette is better, and uh, so if you want to Sprinkle something on the money line, that's fine, too. You're not getting plus money because it is such a close, but it's minus 104. I'll, because it's only minus 104 instead of plus money, I will just take the points. Okay. So give me Marquette plus one and a half. On the road at Providence tonight. I have no – I'm just going to – I'm going to default to your uh, statistic that you presented us, and I'm going to say that sounds good to me, and I'm going to go make that bet with you as well. I'm with it. All right, buddy, uh, tell everybody about the Circa. Uh, if you're coming out to Vegas, you know what? You should, first of all, you should come out to Vegas because Vegas is wonderful. Who doesn't want to come out to Vegas? But when you get to Vegas, you don't want to go stay on the strip. You want to come to the circuit. It's the best place for people to watch sports really anywhere in the world. It's got the world's largest sports book. It's got the stadium swim open year round with our six heated pools. And can, can you catch, you can catch basketball. You can catch NFL playoffs. And once we get there, of course, Super Bowl, March Madness, and then opening day, we have a big thing planned when baseball rolls around. So come out, check out the Circa. At the A Oster on Twitter is how you follow him. He is Aaron Oster. Uh, tell your family, I said, does everybody else, what does everybody else in the family celebrate? I don't even know. We, we celebrate, we, we're blended. We celebrate right, a little bit. All right, everything. so tell them happy everything, okay? I will. <laughs> I will tell love. them that. Give them my love. Uh, we will talk again next Tuesday. Thank you, pal. All right. Hope everyone hits their bets. That's Aaron Oster from the Circa out in Vegas here on Simply the Bets. When we come back in, we head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. That's where Leon Twyman is. We'll talk to him next. It's Simply the Bets. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bataround with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Need a last-minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It's a great deal, makes a tremendous holiday gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub for more info. Membership is for kids 12 and under. The Retriever Kids Club. Find out more, umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or... If lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. Back in here on Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. You need to follow them on social. You can see brilliant content like uh, Griffin and I uh, eating the uh, absurdly hot wings last week, despite the fact that we won, and I'm still really quite confused as to why we did that. I'm still confused as to why we won but had to pay the penalty anyway. That makes no sense, but 
we'll save that debate for another day. And I hear there might be a, some sort of challenge related to the Super Bowl coming. I hear that we might be uh, dipping our toes back in the waters of challenges related to the Super Bowl. We will see how that goes. Let's head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Our guy, Leon Twyman, is standing by. He's the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Leon, happy holidays, pal. How are you? Hey, happy holidays. How are you? I'm all right, buddy. Let me start with this. When you told us last week that you had just given up on uh, attempting to foil RoboKeeper because you had failed so miserably, I need to be honest with you. Internally, I was kind of making fun of you a little bit. I was like, this guy just suck. Like, does he just have no skills at all? I mean, come on, man. And then I attempted it. How in the world did anyone score even a single goal on that thing at any point? It's just absolutely insane. So the the key to it is to hit the, the top corners because the robo goalie cannot reach those corners. So that's the key. Which sure is just a very simple thing to do is place it. And by the way, it's got to be the exact corner, like the exact corner, because that thing had everything else covered. Everything yeah. covered, man. It's unbelievable. Um, how was the crowd on Saturday for the final, and how did the book do this week? Oh, it was uh, – the crowd was just insane in there. You know, we actually had a bigger turnout for the World Cup than we did for the rest of the NFL games that day. Wow. So wow. It, it was great. Everyone was getting into it. Um, you know, it, it was just wild. It seems like most of the betting was on Argentina, so was it a bad day for the book? You know, we still did pretty well. Okay. Uh, we actually we took a little beating on Sunday. You know, really? Surprisingly, we were like really, we were really heavy on uh, Eagles. Okay. So okay. All we right. got we got a little beaten on on Sunday. I would have thought that the day was just silly enough that it was beneficial to you. I like I, it's funny because I actually had my best betting weekend of the year in like this insane weekend where you have three different 17 point comebacks and you know the, the 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 patriots throwing the ball away at the end of the game and things like that it's weird that this is the week where i had my best bet, betting week um but um but that's interesting that the money was all in on the eagles and kind of went that route and yet, but it been now what about on saturday was the money all in on the ravens did that help make up for it yeah so the money was definitely all on ravens uh which is why we ended up having a uh pretty decent Saturday. Okay. All right. All right. So kind of a mixed bag this weekend for the book. So everything, you know, a little bit, little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, we move into heavy bowl season now. So action throughout the day, these like afternoon bowl games, uh, the next couple of weeks, which are great. Obviously the best place to be there. Is there a change at all to the schedule with the holidays uh, in the FanDuel Sportsbook? No, so our, our hours are going to remain the same. So Monday through Friday, we're going to be open from 11 a.m. to midnight. And then Saturday and Sunday, we're going to be open from 9 a.m. to midnight. So you want to come in on Sunday and bet the uh, basketball games throughout the day. There's three NFL games as well on Sunday. A lot going on for you to be betting on in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Um, all right, any big winners in particular from the week? Uh, you know, we actually had a pretty decent winner from the World Cup. Really? Um we had a correct score of 2-2, two, two, and it was $364 to win $5,463. Okay, I have a couple of thoughts on that, right? The first thought being, who's got $364 exactly? 
to put on the final (laughs) score of the World Cup, right? Like, you tell me it's $100. Okay, sure, right? Like, I get that. $364 exactly to put on the final score. The other part is, I guess at first, somebody would say, wow, that doesn't actually sound like all that much for a, a exact final score bet, but it's a bit different than, say, like a football final score bet or a basketball final score bet. There's only so many scores that it can be in a soccer match. You're not going to get quite the right. same odds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Still, 2-2 two, is kind of bold, right? Like, a soccer matches go, we're thinking typically, you know, 1-0. Like, that's normally the way that we bet soccer matches. So 2-2 so two, two is a bold pick for a final score. That's a good win. Um, anybody who experienced particular heartbreak this weekend? Uh, yeah, we had some uh, pretty decent dollars on uh... – on France, you know, even though all the money was on Argentina, um, you know, we still had some some big wagers on France. You know, like a ten thousand here, fifteen thousand there. So we we've had some pretty big ones. Okay, that, that got crushed. Well, that's you know, I mean, hey man, that's the way the world works, right? Like you make a bold bet like that. That I, I mean, I can't even imagine being that person. Like just watching that match unfold while you have that much money on on france and oh god that's a terrifying feeling to think about being that person and how it might have ruined your day so as we move forward from the world cup what is going on what are the big you know like what's on the radar what's still available what specials exist give me a rundown of what's happening in the fanduel sportsbook so right now we do have a promotion um for the mobile um basically what that is if your first time Unfortunately, first time better for mobile. We have a QR code that's going to be posted on the top of our kiosk, and you get up to $2,500 back in free bet. It's the uh, the no sweat first bet for mobile. So, I mean, what if you're a 1,000 and first time better on mobile? <laughs> Leon, anything you might have? No? Unfortunately, we don't have that. No, but not, if not a 1,000. Okay. But if you haven't deposited, with us through cash encounter, you still can get the 50% bonus match uh, up to $250 if Ooh. you have not utilized our cash encounter. Okay, now that works. I'm. What if maybe Mrs. Clark would be a first-time better? She could take advantage of uh, this particular offer? Yes, Ooh. yes. So she could take, take advantage of that as well. Might have, and to, might have to introduce Mrs. Clark, the old fan tool. Uh, might be yeah, the moment. Definitely. Hey, baby, you ever thought about betting on IPFW basketball? <laughs> really the gift that keeps on giving throughout the year is the way that I've always said it. What else is going on? So we still have our uh, our Super Bowl promotion that's going right. on. So that that's going to be going on through next and month. And everything you know, is still, know. like, because the it's plus 300 for the odds, correct? That is correct. Plus three hundred dollars. Uh, I'm sorry. Plus three hundred odds with a minimum of twenty five dollars um, on one of those Super Bowl picks. Okay, and and I believe most of them. I don't think anybody's gone under plus three. Yeah, the Bills are still plus three fifty. So nothing is under plus three hundred at this point. Um, so you so, can still pick pretty much anyone. Yep. E- even the favorites, you could still take. Put a twenty five dollar bet down on the Bills to win the Super Bowl, and that would still qualify you. Uh, you can register at FanDuel.com slash S-B-N-A-Z. All right. Anything else we should know about right now? Uh, right now we're planning on um, hopefully hosting a Super Bowl watch party. So Ooh. Ooh. I like the sounds of that. I like that. I like everything about it. 
Uh, Leon Twyman, general manager, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Missed you while we were down there last week. I apologize for that, but uh, we had a great time hanging out with the crew and eating the hot wings. It's a really weird bit that we won our bets and we still had to eat the hot wings for everybody. I'm not really <laughs> sure Not really sure how I feel about that. Pretty opposed to it, but uh, you know we're good sports, and we were happy to be a part of it. And then we embarrassed ourselves attempting to go after RoboKeeper, which was far worse than eating the hot wings because hey, we I- I, I, I tried. I tried to tell you. You about did. It. it was hard. You tried to warn <laughs> us. You tried to warn us. Hey, buddy, appreciate you. Uh, very happy holiday to you to your family. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy your holiday as well. That's Leon Twyman, general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. We wrap up simply the bets the way that we always do. Griffin combs through some of the uh, headlines of the week. And when it comes to bets, who was a big winner? Who was a heartbreaking loser? He provides us the tidbit of the week. Uh, there were mostly uh, not many winners. Um, so it was mostly That's losers. why it's so funny that like they had yeah. a bad day on Sunday yeah. in the book because everybody else seemed to have a bad day betting on Sunday. Yeah, yeah just nobody, no huge winners. Obviously, uh, so our guy who had the uh, the France to win parlay. Yes, oh, and he wasn't going to cash out. He said he wasn't going to cash out. He cashed out on Saturday. Oh, smart man. Yep. Smart man. Yep. What did he make? He made, uh, he cashed out for $283,000. And what was the totality he of the bet? Could have had no, $26. No, remind, me, remind me all the, oh, okay. the layers of uh, it. It was Kansas winning the, uh, the, the, the national title right. in college basketball. Yep. The Warriors in the NBA Finals, the Avalanche in uh, in the Stanley Cup, AC Milan in Serie A, okay. uh, then LAFC to win the MLS, and then Man City to win uh, the Premier League. Um, and this was the last. This was yes, the last. France to win the World Cup, and he would have won five hundred fifty-seven thousand. But he wouldn't have because they didn't win. That's correct. That so, is correct. So he cashed out for about half of that. Two hundred eighty-three. That is that. That almost feels like winning twice. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you, you, you won, and you avoided. I mean, like imagine if you had that much riding on it as you're watching PKs on Sunday. Like you, you'd be suicidal. <laughs> Like you'd be in a dark place. Uh, so that's a that's a big one. This person had a horrendous weekend. It was one singular better from Caesars, uh, who puts. I I'm not sure why he kept betting, which makes me almost not question if this is real. But this is apparent. This is what Caesars said. Someone put 50k on the Colts live minus five thousand minus five thousand. He bet the Colts live for whatever reason. Um, obviously Colts did not win. Um, then uh, on Sunday Cowboys they were up big minus nine hundred live. On the Cowboys, he put 90k <laughs> on the Cowboys, Oof. who end up losing in overtime to the Jags. Oh, uh, and then the Bucks were up big as well, uh, no. minus 650, no. and he no. put 65k on. No, it. this guy the, lost the total. He lost over 200. Thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Within a matter of, I guess, what, four, two, 24 oh, hours. Oh man! Oh man! Hey man, I've had some bad days. <laughs> Tell you what, I've never had that day. Yeah. Um, this is the problem with me being an empath is now like I really think about the ramifications of that like I can't even like get joy like laugh about it well I mean I imagine if somebody's putting nearly a hundred yes it's easy to say like well they have to be particularly wealthy the problem is like we also know how gambling works and it's not always people that can afford to lose that type of money like we say that a lot but it's not always the case sometimes it's people that really like now especially when you get into chasing like this is the story of Uncut Gems right like that dude had money 
but started losing a lot of money. And the only way he knew to get back the money was to keep betting, to get back the money that he had lost. And I understand at a much smaller level that feeling. It's the worst thing I do betting-wise. I lose one bet, and all of a sudden I'm like, I throw everything in another bet to try to get that money back, and then you lose that bet too, and you've screwed up everything. So it's why I set limit. It's what we talk about with problem gambling. Set a limit. Stay within it. That's what I do. And then I, I pause for a little while until I'm ready to go again. But, like, dude, I... I it's I want to laugh at that guy like I want to take but then there really is a part of me it's like oh my god somebody somebody might might be jumping somewhere you know what I mean like right. I, it's tough it's tough for me yeah to. so you can come back and hit a 168 to one parlay like this guy did yes uh, last Tuesday in the Celtics Lakers game put fifty dollars um, down was on it, this was it Kevin it Garnett was, to win the opening tip <laughs> and, and get it was uh, twenty five plus points for Anthony Davis Jason Tatum Jalen Brown and LeBron. Then Tatum to hit four or more threes. This is this is Tatum dropped forty four in this one. Have eight or more rebounds. LeBron to have six assists. AD twelve rebounds, and then Celtics minus three and a half. Uh, a lot of people bet on this game, and this person in particular he said he just went to bed. The Celtics blew a big lead. The Lakers went on a tw- thirty five yes. to five run. Yes, they were on a thirty five to five run between the third and fourth quarter, um, and so it looked like you know. That I, I think uh, Jalen Brown finished with exactly 25, so like he wasn't close. The Celtics were losing, so the minus three and a half, and then it, it forced overtime, and the Celtics won by exactly four. <sighs> so this guy made eight and a half k. Unbelievable! Uh, Unbelievable! Nice last Tuesday, um, the BR, the Bleacher Report, like betting account, they're like doing a locksmith thing where they're giving out picks every day. Okay. Um, and they've just been wrong every single day. Oh good. Every day. Oh good. Maybe. Including on Saturday, they had Justin Tucker over one and a half field goals was their lock. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, and they—I think they've done it for five or six days now, and not a single. That one definitely six. would have been a lock on my list as well. Yes. It's funny because I only bet the outright under. I don't know why I didn't bet the under four touchdowns again. Like I absolutely should have bet yeah. that as well, but I only bet the outright under in the game. Uh, and then somebody won. You know, it was a dreadful, like not dreadful. You know, it was college basketball was going, on, but there was it was there was no big teams playing in college basketball. Someone hit a uh, one fifty. Won 3K off of a $50 uh, six-leg parlay in college basketball with uh, Siena, yeah. Delaware, uh-huh. South Florida yep. over uh, Hofstra, uh, Western Illinois yes. over North Dakota State, uh, Missouri, Kansas City, and, of course, Omaha, if, uh, Nebraska. If you can name all six of those team names, I'll give you 100 bucks. Nope, nope, okay. nope, nope, okay. nope, See, nope. I'm not looking at yeah. is the... Why do I want to? I, I, damn it! I'm. All I know. Right. Del, uh, let me start with the ones like Delaware, Blue Hens, Blue Hens, of course. South Florida. I mean, the that Bulls, one's the easiest of the them Bulls. all. Yes. Uh, Western Illinois. Mm-hmm. They are like a yellow cat. I want to say. Are they the yellow cat? Are they the wild? They're, they're the bulldogs. The they're the bulldogs. Cat. They're the bulldogs. It's not even close. Western Illinois is not the bulldogs. Not even close. My money is <laughs> safe. Kansas City's the ruse. Omaha's. Uh, what is the Omaha? I actually don't even know. It's so funny you say that. I don't know. Um, Western Illinois is the Leathernecks. Leathernecks. The Leathernecks. Well, I'll never forget second. that. Uh, What's Sienna? Yeah, are they the Bison? Uh, Omaha's the Mavericks. No, Sienna is the Saints. 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 Yes. Sienna's the Saints. Uh, I did not know that Omaha was the Mavericks. Actually, I would have gotten that one wrong myself. So I would have gotten. I would have missed uh, two of them. 
So I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten that either. Oh, you I know what it is? Because they have they have a Saint Bernarders their logo. Sienna does. All right, we got it. We got to wrap up. We got to wrap yeah, this do. up. Uh, anything else? Uh, that is it. All right, very good. <laughs> thanks to Leon Twyman. Thanks to Aaron Oster. We will be doing Weekend at Bookies at 10 a.m. on Thursday. 10 a.m. start for Weekend at Bookies ahead of Glenn Clark Radio. Get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland to get your bets in. May the odds be ever in your favor.